0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pathfinders podcast. I'm Trio311 hanging out with my partner in crime.
1: Hello, everyone. I am Netheris.
0: And uh, we are the Pathfinders, and we're charting the way through all the nebulous information surrounding Star Citizen and its development. If you're watching us live or watching uh, on Twitch or on YouTube, you'll notice that uh, my camera angle has changed <laughs> because I've been playing with my stream set up uh, in anticipation of getting, starting actually streaming on a regular basis, hopefully here very soon. So yeah, you'll see me going back and forth, looking at the camera over here, where all of my notes are, and looking back over here, where my co-host actually is sitting on my screen. So I'm not ignoring you, I promise.
1: That it Kind of the similar thing where my chat is here, instead mm-hmm. of the camera's here. I, oh, man, I can't wait to... I want, like, 50 screens. <laughs> I need to get, like, just, like, some cheap tablets and just get screens all over the place. All right, so as far as, like, episodes go and nebulous information goes, this is the least nebulous it will ever be. <laughs> Today, we're doing the uh, Roadmap Roundup review and the uh, monthly reports, both Star Citizen and Squadron. So, all the news happens here in this show. Uh, we do these bi-weekly, most of the time... Um, but we try and keep up to date on both of these. And the reason we do these on the Pathfinders podcast, um, even though a lot of other people cover them is cause they are so dense. You can listen to five different videos or streams of somebody, uh, reading or discussing, discussing these, uh, news articles, posts, art blogs, whatever they're called. Um, uh, and you can get five different p- bits of information. So, what we try and do here is not only tell you what they say, but also to explain what they say. So, for instance, in the engine section um, of the monthly report, there's a lot of acronyms and technical terms. So, we try and explain what those are. Without further ado, we have, I think we're starting off with the, what's it called, the roundup this week, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. <coughs> really yep. fun one. So, last last podcast i believe it was i said that we're probably gonna get either a either and or either yeah and or either um 318 uh stuff more 318 stuff because they we know what's actually going to be in it and 319 stuff we didn't get 319 stuff but we got a whole ton of bulk out bulked out stuff for 318 and i didn't open that window because i'm just behind everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So if you'd like to begin while I flip over there.
0: Sure. Um, just wanted to. Uh, I'm making it a little game. Oh, um, I, I, I did this sort of last time and I joked that I was going to drink every time we say <laughs> nebulous. <laughs> no! So, so you got, I, I have my right I have my mug, and you can see it is quite full, and it is a sizable mug <laughs> <laughs> for, for reference next to my my mic. Oof. And so I'll be sipping on the mug. There are two, it holds two twelve ounce beers, and this evening, every time we drink, every time we every time we drink. <laughs> I've only had one beer so far while at dinner. So. <laughs> but every time we say nebulous in Nazareth, it has to be spontaneous. If, you, if you're not doing it spontaneously, I'm going to know. Aww. But every time we refer to something as nebulous, I'm going to take a drink of some Space Goat Pale Ale. If you see the Space Goat wearing his... Um, I don't know what manufacturer this spacesuit is, I think it's going to be one of the subscriber sets that's going to be coming out in the next few months. No, I'm totally joking, but it's a from Big We are getting
1: the RSI um, <laughs> retro suit, which I am I'm looking, so forward to. looking forward to. Yeah,
0: it looks very comfy.
1: And Okay, so slide tangent here. The the little flags that we got for the this month's subscriber flare, the second I saw them I'm like, these are cheeseburger flags, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, they need to stick it in my whammers.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just like it, that needs real. It, so it holds my. So CIG, I don't know no one's from CIG is watching this. Giant whammers. Uh, during Invictus, you need to have whammers serve their sandwiches with little UEE flags in them.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is a marketing opportunity that they cannot miss.
1: Yeah, you gotta get you get like, like I've said like for a long time, the amount of lore work there is to do—not just artwork, but lore work. To have companies interact with the world, not just exist in it. Like, there's the lore up to the company's creation, but now the company has to exist adjacent to other companies, adjacent to the gangs, then adjacent to the governments. Like, they have to, like, integrate themselves and, like, play off each other like they do in real life. Like, the amount of work that is there is just immense. I'm surprised they still only have four uh, narrative, or four people on their narrative team. I think it's three writers and an archivist, and so... We, the, I, think, three writers. I think
0: they have some people that support them, but those are, like, the lead people.
1: Yeah, uh, every, I'm not sure. I don't know if, like, the support team does any writing, though. I'm pretty sure all the the yeah. three writers are the ones writing everything. Yeah, so if oh, yeah, a, they're, yeah they're the ones writing everything. If uh, there's, like, a, a lore event or a new sandwich, it's the writing team writing the menu, mm-hmm. and doing all that stuff. It's kind of intense for three people. I, I would love, like, I would love an SCL. on. I, we did have a lore SCL, a lore team SCL, but I'd like to know, like, how they manage. And they did kind of, they did get the question asked, how they plan, how they do manage, and how they plan on managing. It was just kind of like a lot of, but we're going to do it. It's fine. Everything's fine here. There was, it was a very non-answer. That was just point. Uh anyway, where were we at? Oh yeah, doing the thing. Doing the thing. All right. Also,
0: um yes. Quick uh, recap in personal news. Yes. Shameless plug here cuz it is our podcast, Yours mm-hmm. and Mine. Mm-hmm. Um if you haven't already watched it, um I was on I, I Talked about it last podcast and it is now up on the YouTubes. If you missed it live, it but I was on Captain's Table <clears throat> with uh, Atira kell hosted by Paul Shelley, uh, over on the Astropub uh, channel. And so, if you haven't watched it uh, already, please go and give it a watch. Um, we had a, a bunch of really good conversation. It was a lot of fun. Um, Atira kell is a active duty Army officer, and so the uh, first part of the podcast is called. Uh, Paul titled it, A Military's per, uh, Perspective. The second part is uh, Naval LPD in Star Citizen for the Q&A. So I, I got to have a little bit of fun with it, get up on my soapbox, but we had a good time and <laughs> lots of uh, lots of good interaction from the chat because the AstroPub Discord is a bunch of really good people. Does soap so, delivered uh, yeah, to, was... deliver to the
1: military come in ammo boxes? What's that? The soap delivered to the military come in ammo boxes?
0: uh not that i've ever seen
1: i just think of an armor plated soapbox
0: (laughs) yeah but Uh, um yeah so if you haven't watched it go and give it a watch also um like i was talking about the or was that just between me and you hmm. or were we live yet um my camera is off to the right right yeah and i'm working on my streaming setup i do plan on starting to stream on a regular basis, I won't be able to have set days because I work a rotating schedule. But if you haven't already followed me on stream and you're watching this, um, I would appreciate or on Twitch, I would appreciate if you gave me a follow over on Twitch, it's just Twitch, Twitch slash TV, um, or switch, twitch.tv slash tree zero three one one. Um I got my HD, my Elgato HD60X set up with my laptop over here on the right. So I'll be dual PC streaming. And um, I'm just waiting on my new monitor to come in. I'm swapping out my giant ultra wide that I have um, for a standard aspect ratio monitor. That way it'll be a whole lot easier for me to to stream without having to make a gazillion different adjustments on OBS. So um, yeah, if uh, you can give me a follow, I'd appreciate it. Um, like I said, on Captain Stable, uh, my goal for the stream is to, you know, eventually, you know, become a partner and and get big enough that any money that I make, I can give to veterans charities. Um, nice. And so if you want to support veterans and charities that support veterans, especially those that uh, support veterans dealing with PTSD and um, those with uh, both visible and uh, non-visible wounds of war. Um, go ahead and give me a follow. give me a watch any of that uh once i get once I get big enough, I have way too many ships. I will be doing giveaways. I'll be hosting people, but my plan is to basically do a whole lot of zero to hero with my alt account um and then using my main account to um when I stream that, my goal is to do the guide system uh since that's basically so much of what Nazarus and I do with the path pathfinders podcast is we help people, you know, get the information, you know, within star citizen development, because it is so
2: nebulous.
0: (laughs) I want to do the same thing with my, with my stream and, you know, star citizen, it can be daunting to learn. It doesn't hold your hand. And so I want people to have a better experience getting into it. And so I'm going to get into guiding people and basically, um, help mentor uh, new arrivals to star citizen, but do it live on stream. So that way any th- hilarities that we have are, are, are live and recorded for posterity. So that's my shameless plug for the evening. I'm getting really upset at this thing. Oh, well, while you're messing with that, I guess uh, I mean, I'll go ahead and get started with the roadmap roundup. If you're I tweaking s- something.
1: I- the problem is we've now dropped 11% of frames and it keeps going up.
0: Oh, your internet? I was yeah, watching that on Twitch. It's just yeah.
1: It's almost always at 0 now. It's I don't know what's wrong. It wasn't this way before I started. <sighs> we've had a tech out 3 times now and they swear nothing's wrong. I've replaced the ethernet cord. We like I have no idea what's wrong.
0: You're using restream, right? So go it's it doesn't it doesn't take up more bandwidth for you to go from I mean
1: technically it does, but it, it should like it it should be hurting not canceling my upload.
0: Hmm. Um
1: Okay, so for those on YouTube, we're going to have to stop the stream at least for a moment. Uh, we'll keep the Twitch one running. I'm also recording, so we'll be up on uh, YouTube eventually. Um, oh my gosh. So if you guys... Here, where is the Twitch? I don't know. Where's the Where's the the, the thing? I'm getting really frustrated with this thing. This, I've been dealing with this thing off and on for the past two months. And it's just really hit or miss whether it, it actually does it or not. So, there on YouTube is. Can we keep a stable uplink? Do, 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 um, I don't know. I oh, it
0: just popped back up.
1: Huh? Okay. Yeah. Here we're yeah. live again.
0: Hmm. Holy crap! Look at that. We're here. Oh god.
1: Uh. Yeah. We haven't dropped below six thousand. So far. Zero's drop. Zero strange th- drops. Maybe it just chose the wrong server. If if that's the problem, it been cho- it's been choosing choosing the wrong server this whole time. <laughs> the the automated
0: thing is choosing the wrong server <sighs> the
1: whole time. <laughs> All right, where were we? Oh yes, the roadmap. Let's. Yeah. I wonder. Mm. <clears throat> do, do, do do do. I'm gonna break stuff. We start there
0: Control room. just yes. got it working why would you try to break
1: it because YouTube likes content and streaming on YouTube are you
0: trying to stream to YouTube as well
1: because it's going actually like streaming on YouTube is actually going really well so I like to keep it going Anyway, if it doesn't, if it, if it starts dropping frames, I'll, I'll end it and I'll just leave it off. And I won't try again. Uh, but so far, everything's fine. Anyway, roadmap. Yes. Okay. Where are we at? <laughs> I'll keep an eye on it. Um, all right. You want to do deliverable over deliverable? Sure. All right. Yeah. Um. Sure, I can start. I okay. like reading the top part, so why don't you go ahead? All right. The top part. So the reason I like reading these is because it's directly from CIG devs or CIG employees. Not necessarily devs, but anyway. Um, And it's a nice way to start off the entire discussion. So it says, happy Wednesday, everyone. This was posted on the 3rd of August. Um, Every two weeks, we accompany the roadmap update with a brief explanatory note to give you insight into the decision making that led to any changes. This is part part of an effort to make our communication more transparent, more specific, and more insightful for all of you who helped make Star Citizen and Squadron 42 possible. With that said, let's go ahead and dive into this week's roadmap roundup the community or CAG community team. And we love them for it uh they work tirelessly and they're they're perusing all sorts of social media um to interact with people and help them out so it's really cool they do amazing work all right so notable changes for august 3rd 2022 release view everything we talk about will be under this header the following cards have been added to the release view targeting release with 318. Every single thing we talk about. So if you want to do the first one.
0: Sure. Um, And I think it's important to note that 318 isn't in isn't even in Evocati yet. And they are adding things to the release view for 318. So I think it's pretty safe to say that the chances of anything getting removed at this point are pretty slim. You know, they might run into something where, hey, we wanted to add this, and it was every intent, and it's you know pretty much done. But when we tried to add it, for some reason, it didn't work, and it's going to take too long to adjust it. Yeah, when we but if they're when if we they get... are adding these things Go in ahead. there, okay. it's because they're already in the QA, the internal QA builds.
1: Yeah, when we get into the monthly report, there's actually at least two more things that will be added to the uh, release view. Um. And me and I think it was Grim, Star Jump Grim, were talking about it. Well, had a, a single reply, basically. Anyway, we, we mentioned it on Twitter, and it's basically both him and my dreams coming to f- fruition. Oh, I can't wait. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Hmm. I'm going to try. I'm going to see if I can work out what predictions there are. Uh, so the first thing on here is the daymar crash site um a derelict settlement on daymar using parts of the star runner and 600i as well as some habs adapted to the biome to create a point of interest with some type of activity puzzle traversal hostile ai missions etc as well as rewards for completion so they have you know we, we have the the reclaimer derelict crash site um on microtech and now they're adding a the, their their prototype um crash site for the star runner and 600i you know a, a settlement made out of those two on daymar and this is if you remember when they had their summit um in montreal we saw some sneak peek images for uh, i think it was sandy taking the pictures um and they showed some of the uh uh early work in progress pictures for the star runner and 600i um derelicts uh, so it's exciting to see these coming into game or see it coming into game um but i imagine that uh you know as this is part of their process they are proving they they are proving out this process and their ability to make these derelicts and to make these um settlements um quickly and, and efficiently and make them actually work in game and so I imagine that after three, you know, 318, we will continue to get more of these with different ship um, derelicts being used as part of the settlements. But also we'll start to see these ships, uh, these derelict ships, you know, as far as like regular derelicts you know, for the um, like rescue and recovery type missions um, that we already have with the Caterpillar, the Starfarer, um, Constellation, that sort of thing. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised that the both the Reclaimer and these other the Star Runner and 600I start to uh, populating the the verse with you know standard derelicts non settlement types um, in the future. So this will be a lot of fun to have even more content in Stanton, you know, well ahead of the um, introduction of Pyro into the game.
1: Yeah, can't wait till this. Well, all all the wrecks are gonna like add more interest, but I can't wait till they do like 890. Mm-hmm. 890 wreck mission. Ooh. Because we already have the 890... um, What was it called? The... Boarding mission. 890 boarding mission. So having that like on planet side would be really cool. Alright, so next one is Rivers in Stanton. Notice, there's an S this time. <laughs> Last time something like that showed up it was River in Stanton. Uh, setting up biome-specific objects rules... Biome-specific... Object rule sets around bodies of water and distributing those by placing additional rivers and lakes on Microtech and Hurston. Why only those two plants? Because Hurston, or because um, Orison doesn't have ground, and because they're not touching ArtCorp till they completely rebuild it. So, and that they're probably waiting on tech that they. enough tech to where rebuilding the entire plant makes sense, so building interiors and. Probably at least, yeah. I think building interiors is a, is a pretty big one. I don't know of any tech that they're currently working on that will be. Putting well, into I remember
0: specific... they. Someone asked about that question mm-hmm. because arc core. You know, they asked. Um, you know, will arc core get reworked like uh, like they're doing for Lorville?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: It, uh, and someone asked that question i, I want to say it was for an scl i just don't remember which team it was um and they said they do want to do that their plan is to come back and um because it is starting you know definitely showing its age uh-huh. uh, you know as far as fidelity and, and graph you know, especially graphically um but they the way that the tech works in order to, for them, the, the tech that they use to make ArtCore, core, it's either the entire planet or nothing. Yeah. Cause they can't just do pieces. And yeah. so they have to refactor what they built for that in order to make it sort of peter out and then stop, you know, at the ocean, you know, or, or you know, it's going to, they're going to have to basically rebuild art core once the tech for the procedural city is refactored yeah. um, and that won't be a priority for a little bit i imagine
1: i i can imagine them putting a a small team a dev or a small team on it after 4.0 while the mm-hmm. big team works on finishing Nicks you can have some other devs doing yeah doing art well, or they have the
0: the team working on Lorville right now, mm-hmm. I imagine once they're done with Lorville, is yeah. when they will tash, tackle Artcore. Uh, and because they have more than, they have plenty of people doing this stuff. And so the, you know, the, the team that's working on Lorville can refactor Artcore and do that while another team or other people continue on to work on Castra and what comes after that. Uh, because exactly. these potentially are
1: potentially Castra. Yeah. It's probable, but let's not count our chickens before they hatch. Um,
0: Oh, I'm going to count those chickens. (laughs) There are five. (laughs) There are five. So uh, next deliverable is the sand cave archetype. Um, And if you are watching this on YouTube later, that uh, image that you saw is um, a teaser of the sand caves. Where did you pull that image from again?
1: It's the header of the report.
0: Was it the head of the report? Yep. Okay. I'm I'm just looking at our notes, so I didn't see the haven't actually read it on RSI's website. Um, but the the uh, establishing the visual language creation pipeline and quality standard for a new sand cave archetype. With this release, cave networks using this archetype will be placed throughout the Stanton system, assumedly on planets where sand caves would make sense, okay. like Dama, or <laughs> you know. Hurston. Uh,
1: Hurston? You know, Hurston has that. sand?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's dusty, sandy, dirty, you know. Hmm. I, could, I could see having sand caves on there because it's not just Daymar. Um,
1: Unless they have other...
0: I'm sure we'll see these in Pyro as well. I imagine there are biomes where that would match up fairly well. <clears throat> I was really open
1: for Ice Caves. I wanted Ice Caves first.
0: Well, yeah. I, there's more between Microtech and, what is it, Microtech, Clio, and I always forget which moon's which, but yeah, we have plenty of room for Ice Caves. Mm-hmm. Uh, ice Caves and, we can do,
1: I think it's on Magda. Back to, now, Cleo and a couple others, there's room for crystal caves. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. On Hurston specifically, you could do a junk cave, a cave that is um, brought about because of piles of junk and there's like areas in between the junk, but that would be a very, very, very specific to a single biome, so probably not going to happen. It uh, makes me
0: think of uh, that planet in Star Wars where they just send all their junk and it's just uh-huh. basically an entire planet covered in derelict ships and scrap metal. And Which would
1: be great. Could you imagine a future uh, Hurston where it's not just the garbage uh, biome and all the, the art they made for that, but there's an unusually dense amount of derelicts?
2: Mm hmm.
1: I would really like that, especially if they just, like, make sure when they place all the ships and, like, place them on top of each other and all that, um, they just, like, turn the degradation up to 10. So you have, like, fully rusted out hulls and all the paint's gone on, like, all of them. So they look like they've been there forever. That'd be really cool. I really, that'd be really, yeah. really cool.
0: I'm I'm just hoping that, okay, they're adding more caves. The cave missions suck. Do they really? I'd like. Yeah. Them. <laughs> oh gosh, trying to find the the pay is garbage. Trying to find the whatever you're looking for, it takes forever. It's really easy to get stuck down there and lost for hours. And if you do ever find what you're looking for, like it didn't spawn, you know, in in the middle of the planet or something like that, it you know, it only rewards you with a few thousand UEC. They really need some ar marker type stuff you know ui to make those a little bit more feasible um and yeah that and we don't have any night vision you know all we have is glow sticks and flashlights and the um what is it vaulting yeah vaulting doesn't work all that well um yeah so the the cave missions need a lot of work. At least we're getting more, you know, yeah, we're getting more caves. But hopefully that the things that are that go into doing the cave missions will be a bit better.
1: I, I imagine that will come a lot with the the tack on around like not necessarily a cave mission tile, but a like mm-hmm. the uh, player interaction system, animation update upgrades Um the UI AR yeah. marker upgrades, like everything else, all the gameplay features, all the character features being updated. I imagine that will severely help cave missions because I guess cave missions are a rather technical um, mission. Um, oh yeah. So I imagine
0: that's probably why. I'm I'm sure that's why they put them in there at this point in the game. You know, or early on in the games because they are technical. They have a lot of different parts coming together. Uh-huh. You know, if they can get cave, cave missions working, you know, everything else should be very possible.
1: Yeah, sweet. Where did I put the rope? There it is. All right.
0: Uh this next beat is exciting to me, this... and not for what you think.
1: Okay. We'll hear about that later. Anyway, Arena Commander Classic Race Mode Overhaul. I'm super excited um, for this, for for so many reasons. Okay. A complete overhaul of all systems and maps in Arena Commander's Classic Race Mode. Improvements include a complete refactor of the Checkpoint Entity and Race Manager system, improving the scoring, or improvements to scoring, a complete rework of all three new Horizon Speedway maps, as well as a new map, the snake pit from the persistent universe is coming into the arcade mode amazing um I'm super excited for this because I actually use the uh, I actually do play the race mode uh, locally not online uh, basically just just the arrow mostly just the arrow and to, and to see how good I am against all my friends at flying my ship in a straight line <laughs> uh, so why are you super excited for this?
0: so the and maybe you'll remember when but you know the Fire Sprite went away uh-huh. and it became the arena Commander feature team yeah uh-huh. you know, what I forget what team got folded into that, well, they became the arena Commander Feature team, but you know between you know before Fire Sprite going away and Arena Commander Feature team coming online uh-huh. they did stuff to the Arena Commander game or side of the game. They improved those maps. They improved the game. It runs really well now. Um, it, it's a much different experience than it was before. And um, now they're doing the racing mode of it with the arena, you know, the arena commander feature team is updating that, updating the maps, updating you know everything about that, adding more maps to make it a more, much more viable game experience that people will enjoy. Star Marine, they've made a whole bunch of changes to that as well. It does run a lot better. It does need updates. It could do with more maps, um, you know, and some and some fixes and stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if you know over the next couple quarters, <coughs> pardon me, we see some changes to that. Uh-huh, but it again. seems <laughs> like the Arena Commander feature team is basically, you know, every. Quarter or two, they are making big changes and big updates to the multiplayer game modes, not just the PU. Yes. So what have we not mentioned out of the multiplayer game modes that they could be working on? Tau. Exactly. I think that once they get, you know, they, they did Arena Commander, they're finishing up with ra- the racing mode, whatever you want to call it. They're going to do Star Marine. You know, and with Star Marine, a lot of that will get pushed over into Tau, Tau, whatever you want to call it, theaters of war, as well. And maybe this time next year, we'll be seeing some updates on that because uh, this is the it's we've mentioned it before. The calling it the Arena Commander feature team is not really accurate, right? Because they're not just working on Arena Commander, obviously. And so, at some point they're going to get to the point where they can work on theaters of war and get that into players' hands. And I don't I, I think that is sooner rather than later, considering that they're making progress and they're you know adding big things.
1: Sweet. Yeah. I, I used the, the racing system and we're they're probably gonna do the same thing that they did for Arena Commander for or not, Commander, but for the uh, PV EVP modes for the racing mode, so it's going to turn into an actual planet. Um, and they're reworking literally everything. Um, mm-hmm. So they're probably going to have production-ready assets put in, which means when they go to build the planet in the Persistent Universe, the assets will probably just be ported over. Maybe give a little polish to make sure they're Persistent Universe-able and just kind of Stick them over. So yeah, there's like there's a lot of potential for this one. Um, mm-hmm. especially... yeah, they're definitely
0: showing the uh, racing community some love right now.
1: They okay. So side tangent. Play CIG <laughs> playing favorites, and we talked about this. I think we talked about the the endeavor. Yes, the endeavor last podcast. And how it's John Crew's least favorite ship of all ships. And so the amount of work being done on it is zero to none. Um, I think that's how that idiom goes. Anyway. But we just got a new racetrack in in the Persistent Universe. We got the announcement of the Expo Hall racetrack for Greycats. We now get a racetrack update in Arena Commander. But all the features that, like, everyone's been wanting or that need to be fixed. The freaking doors on the Caterpillar. I know not the same teams, but there are other things. The group system. <laughs> there, There's so many things that could be worked on, especially, like, ships being done. Or... Places that we know are bugged in the Persistent Universe. Locations that need help. Why not do those? Why hyper focus on something you, one, have an arcade mode for? And two, you... Like, the, the Persistent Universe work on racing, it just kind of bugs me. Specifically because Grim Hex was there and then was not there. And the entire in-game system, in-universe system for racing, doesn't exist. And they're putting in more racetracks. It kind of upsets me. <laughs> but I, I hate the whole... Well, hate hate is a way stronger word that I mean to use. I don't... How? Do you... What word? It peeves me. I think that's a slight enough word. That... Um... That basically it's it's being it's playing favorites, I guess is the best way I could put it. The stuff that the, like the biggest volume thing, like noise volume, things that need to be fixed, especially with the stuff that they're touching, a.k.a. geometry and uh, I mean, geometry is the biggest thing they used for the two things. Using the expo halls for a racetrack when no one's at it for one specific racetrack. It's. But. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there's other priorities that could have been put. And I get the training a new dev. I'm not really worried about that. I know he did in basically a weekend. It's fine. But. I don't know. The whole. I, I didn't. Maybe it's just the taste of the ISC episode where it's like, yeah, I'm really into racing. A lot of people are really into racing. But. Make the game. Put the racing in where you said you were going to put it before you add additions. Work on the thing you already said you were working on. Because, like... I guess it's, like, the hollow addition, maybe. Because we got the Grim Hex racetrack, and then nothing. Nothing at all. But now we're getting two new Mm -hmm. racetracks that have nothing to do with the Grim Hex racetrack. We are supposed to be able to bet on NPC racing that the tech for NPCs moving around... Obstacles has been in game for over a year. Do the thing you already worked on. Stop leaving stuff half baked. Finish the crap you're working on. Side tangent over. Well I
0: mean they <laughs> Yeah. I mean that's that's just pie for the or, or par for the course because you know they could have started working on that and then they got to a point and like, ooh, we can't finish this because we need this and it ends up on the back burner you know there are so many things that we talk about um that are on the progress tracker that mm-hmm. are in the monthly reports where they're working on it and they get as much done as they can on it and then they have to leave it because they have to go do something else that's higher priority where they are waiting on someone else to finish their thing and it's going to be a while um modularity yeah so it, it sucks and it's frustrating but it is what it is, you know. But the other thing is, hopefully, with their work on racing, people will get more into it, and there will be more demand for them to put work into, you know, at, you know, doing the, the races in Grimneps and Grimhex and, grim and stuff.
1: Well, they obviously don't yeah. need demand if they're spending paid uh, dev time for multiple teams to work on racetracks.
0: I think a lot of it was, hey, we did this on our, you know, when we had free time in between, you know, just the way, you know, like I said in ISC, it, you know, it's the nature of staggered development. Things well, that was always for line the, up perfectly.
1: That was for the 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 one that did the snake pit. For the expo mm-hmm. hall, it was, hey, there's nothing going on here. Dev time was established to that. Yeah,
0: but it was it was a dev that. Hey you know, I've finished with my tasks. Um, mm. Hey, let's give him something to do. you know And all he did was make a racetrack, you know
1: and which include authoring assets and lighting passes and
0: eh, I wouldn't call it a whole bunch of work. It's a whole bunch of stuff that was probably super easy for them to do. you know it wasn't a whole team assigned for a long period or anything like that. It was, hey, you've got some free time, knock yourself out. You know, and they can help you a little bit here and there. But, you know, it's just a racetrack that doesn't yeah. have hardly any new functionality. It's not like uh, racing NPCs at Grim Hex or, you know, all of that. It's it's just here's a it, it's the the snake pit track, but miniaturized and with a console so you can request your stupid PTV and drive around on it. I I don't even think that there's like a scoring system or anything. So
1: I don't know. It just it. It's the one thing that I'm going to I'm going to take as as my point of friction. Everyone else, everyone like has their like their one thing that makes them super upset about Star Citizen. This is this is going to be mine for a while. Little while. (laughs) By the end of the show, I'll be completely absolved of the angst that I have for this one. Um. Okay. But I'm really excited for the new re commander stuff. Yeah. Um. Uh, also, like, give us more different races. Like, we have the the circuit races. Like, again, land races, so vehicle races, um, drag races. I'm not sure. Like, cargo races, technically a thing. So there's plenty of places to add to the racing mode of start, of arena commander. Well,
0: yeah. Why does, yeah. Arena commander needs, well, they just said that the, well, the snake pit is going to be in there. Yeah.
1: They're adding snake, Pit. that's still flying though.
0: But yeah, it's still flying. Yeah. Just, they it's definitely slower flying. They definitely need ground, a ground race. Yeah. And that should be an easy one for them to make. <laughs> they're great. And they're great at making planets. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like they could even reuse the river tech. Mm -hmm. River slash road tech. Draw the thing out. It depresses the ground. You have a racetrack. Done. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Then you just with the rework, um, was it the checkpoint entities? Plop them in there. Like it's super simple. After after this, I think it'd be super simple to get a ground one. Alright, so now it's on to yours, I believe. Uh,
0: next one is Sandbox Prison Activities. Expansion of prison gameplay with a new suite of missions and sandbox activities to give inmates more opportunities to earn merits or aid in their escape from prison. Um, kind of vague, but I'm looking for... you know I've only been to prison a handful of times because I'm a goody-two-shoes. Um, but, you know, it's... You know, I I've, From what my my experience of prison jail was like, you know, it was pretty limited. There wasn't a whole lot to do. It looked cool, but you know, it's like, okay, you're either mining or you're turning off the, or turning back on the, uh, the, the air things. And Forest so, keeping. you know, that yeah. Uh, so having some more jobs and as well as some sandbox things to do while you're in there, um, will be nice. And yeah, hopefully, there will will eventually have you know mission systems that are involved with reputation you know not just merits but hey you know you're you're trying to get rep with nine tails or the dalton gang or or someone else you know any any one any number of um lawless entities or unlawful entities hopefully that will be a thing where you you know you can interact with those people while you're in prison, give people a reason to go to prison. You know. Or at least just, some uh, reward for caught. being there. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I, the, the the prison gameplay is going to be one that is going to be a very long iteration process for, for all of its systems. Cause like stuff that will come in, uh, stuff like the, uh, the chow line stuff, um, Obviously, the gangs have to get in there. There's, I just thought of one, and then I forgot it. But there's a, there's a lot of uh, systems that they said is going to, oh, yeah, the, the dynamic changing um, ex- escape paths. Um, there's also going to be um, cave uh, uh, bad guys, what are they called, uh, fauna, at least for the escape route. They said they wanted to put some cave fauna in there uh, to also work against you. Know, uh, that'd be fun hmm but there's a lot of gameplay still to go and it's gonna I think it's gonna be one of the slower ones to actually make it in because it's like a little bit there a little bit here um, because it requires so many other systems to work because almost everything requires an NPC interaction or some other gameplay uh, holdover so it'll, it, every edition is nice uh, not that either of us really play it uh, but to have it in the game is really good just because it it rounds out the the entire experience of the game not just the uh the one side even though well no i guess most of the stuff is better lawful currently there's not real good reasons to be uh, unlawful in the game no well they did just add in 372 there's there's more reasons because there's reputation box missions now
0: so yeah good. and with the cargo factor coming in next, yeah. you know, next quarter, you know, the, the cargo factor coming in and I'm, I'm still, I'm betting that we are going to get the industrial tractor beams. And so I, um, I definitely think that that's going to be a thing, um, to incentivize unlawful behaviors that, you know, if somebody's hauling, you know, refined quantanium and you, you know, you interdict them or, you know, you can figure out where people are going to sell that stuff. Uh, You know, it will be worth your while to interdict them and, you know, you know, take their, take their refined quantanium.
1: Yeah. And not blow up the ship. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Piracy is more than just blowing up ships. Uh, The next one is new Orison mission or new missions Orison. This one is so cool. Uh, Bounty Yes, Bounty, Assassinate, Clear All and Clear All and Other Missions to take place on platforms created for Siege of Orson, which in future will be distributed across the planet of Crusader uh, to create further content. So not only currently, um, for the first probably update, um, it'll be just the platforms we're using for Siege of Orson right now. Kind of sad they're not turning it into a suburb. I really wanted that to be a suburb. um, But they're going to use it for missions. Um, But later on, we will get kind of outpost kind of things for uh, Orison to facilitate more mission content, which is really cool because it's the only mission that only has a landing zone on it. And that's it. So there will be other stuff around Orison to do. Um, And basically platforms to facilitate content which is going to be really mm-hmm. cool. I wonder if like, we're going to have a crash on a platform. That'd be a weird dynamic. Like you hit the one thing <laughs> that you were going to hit that you could collide with.
0: I hope we get more diversity, you know, more industrial looking platforms versus these office residential touristy ones. You know, I, I want to see more shipbuilding platforms and refining <clears throat> like the, the gas refining platforms.
1: Well, we have the, you know. the shipbuilding ones.
0: Yeah, no, I but I'm I'm hoping that we will get mission content there in the future. Yeah. I mean, versus you know walking around in the oh great, more grass and more of these you know uh, Japanese blossom type trees, Japanese maples.
1: I imagine if they're smart about what they do, they'll they'll have a old style like UEE built these type of style for some of the platforms because mm-hmm. UEE was their first building platforms. It was only way later they decided to sell to Orson because I forget what the exact reason was. Basically, it was a money sink and they weren't making money off of it. But yeah. Uh, and then the next one is yours.
0: New interdiction scenarios, adding new variations and difficulty level, levels of interdiction scenarios that players will come across while quantum traveling. Yay. I like. I, I know it's inconvenient, but that's the point. Yeah. Um. You know, because if you are getting interdicted, interdictions are based off of probability volumes. For getting interdicted a lot, a lot, you're taking the short, the shorter, easier, but more risky route. You know, don't you know, take the path less traveled. That's your decision. <laughs> if you don't want to get interdicted, don't don't fly in a straight line to wherever you're going. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking for an escort <laughs> of these. Yeah, I'm looking forward to more of these uh, interdiction scenarios and I, um, adding more, more risk, you know, to the gameplay versus, you know, more, more risk from the game than uh, 30, the, the servers.
1: Yeah. You know? <laughs> or players. Mm-hmm. Where, where the server or not the server, where the game equalizes the risk of players. That would be really nice. And I'm really looking forward to the uh, hauling having more time, I guess, to put into it, instead of just A to B, A to B. Uh, Because that's not the hauling gameplay, per se, even though that is the money-making point. Like, you go somewhere, you pick up cargo, you go back and drop it off. The, I guess the lore of hauling is actually quite bigger than that where you need to bring escorts to protect your ship because there are pirates who want to steal your stuff or steal your ship and all of the cargo on it um, there's obviously the wait times between picking up and dropping or when picking up and dropping off there's the uh, like stuff you get up to during the um, during the onload and offloads there's the crew that you run the routes you take. Uh, what was the one I was thinking of? I don't know. I forgot. But there was one more thing. There's a lot of extra stuff when cargo running. And Interdiction is not specifically for cargo running, but it will add a lot of flavor to cargo running, especially along with the new cargo refactor. Other than that, like also having the lore interact with the gameplay. Nice. <laughs> and also make sure you have a good quantum drive. <laughs> cuz you got to spool up <laughs> fast and hope they don't have a mantis. Is the mantis the only ship that can interdict right now?
0: It is. Oh, okay. Uh it's the only ship that can interdict and then the Cutlass Blue can dampen.
1: Right. Okay, so basically you're just screwed run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so the second time we're seeing this, um I feel like we had this before. I feel like this is... Anyway. Environmental space missions. I swear we've read this before. Um, Implementation of new missions and scenarios that players will encounter as they wander around an area of space. The missions that will appear will be based on probability volumes. Again, um, That the player is currently in. or the probability volume the player is currently in. So, again, refresher on probability volumes. It is the quantum system. Yeah, quantum system, which is the background MPC simulation, which will uh, simulate, among other things, the composition of at least haulers, security, or I guess workers, security and pirates. So envir- environmental space mission, let's say you're out near Daymar. Let's go with Daymar and you're doing a specific type of mission that has you hovering around an area, you might get a, well, I guess yellow would be a better explanation, anyway. Basically, you'll get a, a ping about a mission near you. Let's say for a someone under attack by pirates, or if you're a pirate, maybe there's, you get a ping that a cargo thing is nearby. Basically, missions that will spawn specifically around you, and to do with the activity of the quantum system super cool and i can't wait for the quantum system to be more realized as like we're getting little like sand bits of the quantum system and eventually it will take over the entire economy simulation and it will start uh dictating composition of npcs we see as well as being able to track, well, a slightly adjacent the virtual NPC system to track NPCs we encounter and actually have stories with, but the quantum system is the the base of all of those, and it's just gonna be super cool.
0: The that and the new interdiction scenarios to me totally reads like they are they they have built more of the quantum system. They are ready to integrate more of it into the game. Mm-hmm. And they need us to test it out. <clears> yeah, <throat> I'm hoping, I, I, not hoping, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what mission types we get out of that, whether it is just, hey, I'm being attacked. Or, you know, if you're unlawful, hey, you know, this hauler is going through here. You know, we think they're carrying a load of this. If you go get it for me. You know, or, or they're carrying this item or something like that. You know, go get it for me. Um, I mean, yes, I'm there's... hoping we get more than that. But at the same time, I'm going to be realistic and assume that that's all that it is. But still, to be able to have missions pop up, you know, as you're just flying around, be like, hey, you're, you know, there's this going on nearby. Um, they're offering this, you know, this much money, not just. Hey, you know, you, you know, someone is requesting assistance. Oh, and they're on the other side of the flipping
1: system. Yeah. I hope yeah. this replaces that system.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I hope I don't you don't get a... notifications that someone 20 minutes away, you know, by, is being by attacked. Like battle. that's not helpful. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, it, I hope that it's as also a, going... as a
0: career paramedic and firefighter <laughs> who has spent, you know, my entire adult life, um, Post Marines, you know, responding to nine one one calls. The idea of like, oh, okay, thanks, dispatch. Why are you notifying me that this is going on over here? I'm on the other side of town. Uh, send a closer unit.
1: Yes, this <laughs> is the North luck. Dakota Emergency Response. We need you to go and check out this this report. It's like I'm mm-hmm. nowhere near. I'm several states someone's away. Somebody's
0: having a heart attack in Texas. <laughs> Great, I'm in Idaho. Uh,
1: <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do about it. I I hope yeah. they also include a refuel missions. Like it would make sense and it's hopefully easy that to do. That would be great. Like if
0: there is refueling, I would be absolutely thrilled. Um I don't even own a Starfarer, but just the something more than hey, more missions doing uh, you know because all it is is the way we're looking at it right now is it's missions a different way of doing what we're already doing. Yep. OK, great. Give, give me more.
1: Yeah. I. They also need to. And I say need to is a very loose term. Um, Add in like specific like the med, medical rescue ground missions where, hey, this person's been downed. Go rescue them. Go go resuscitate yeah. them. Something. please.
0: Please. That is all that I need. I'll be very happy for quite some time after that. If you just give me the, um, the, the inverse of the reinforcement missions where yeah. I'm bringing in my loney Cuddy red down and I find somebody on the planet and I have to, um, you know, re- re- you know, I have to revive them and, you know, or, or drag them back to my cutty red and they hop in my bed. And then I, you know, NPC drive them all the way to the nearest hospital. That's all that I want. And you know, uh as a paramedic, that's a gross over-simplification of what I do in real <laughs> life. But I still want to do it it's in a, a
1: Gamification of what you do.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, and even in a gamification, it's it's a simplification within gaming. But I still want to do it in a dang space in a spaceship in a star system. You know, countless light years away from Seoul. Yeah,
1: you know, like, it'd be really cool, especially have uh, including what you talked about. Last video, but be the video before last, uh, the tears of medical uh, stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And like you, you, you don't know what state they're in when you get there. So obviously you have to pack a plethora of medical, what is it called? supplies, I guess. Um, And you get there and you have to assess what state the NPC is in and can you just do some uh, field medic? Do you have to bring them back to Cutlass Red? Or do you have to stabilize them in the Cutlass Red and get them to the nearest hospital and hand them Mm -hmm. off? I think that kind of system would be really cool. Though, doing all of that is going to take a lot more time and probably a very long, dedicated sprint towards that specific uh, mission. So speaking of Nazareth,
0: mm. where is uh where is that Pathfinder's podcast on your YouTube?
1: Um probably missing because I haven't I had time to work on it and then internet hmm. and then I think it crashed. It might have crashed and then I just haven't been had time to pick it back up. So it'll be there soon. <laughs> soon I don't even remember if I got drones up on anchor yet soon. I'm behind. Okay. I'm really behind. I'm drones not as behind. Is. Oh, I'm...
0: drones is on YouTube. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know if I, I don't remember if I had drones up on anchor though. So Spotify and then, um, I'm not as behind as the, uh, the, the, the show notes are. Yeah. We
0: are behind on show notes. <laughs> what do you mean? We behind on show notes? <laughs> well, no, I mean like the, uh... I have to we we have to create the Google document, copy everything over, make sure it's presentable and then attach it to the episodes as you put mm-hmm. it in there. So
1: I mean, all I got to do is control A, control V, link. Anyway, you got the last
0: one. <laughs> and very yeah, nice one. Last one is salvage hole stripping. Um, And if you read the monthly reports, like we do, um, you would know that this is already going to be a thing. They didn't say it, but they showed us the Reclaimer stripping the So, And that was months ago. So it was a pretty safe bet that that was going to make it in with the rest of hull stripping. Previously, this initial release of the hole stripping feature was limited to FPS and the Drake Vulture. This is being updated to also include hull stripping aboard the Aegis Reclaimer using its remote salvage turrets. Therefore, this car, the this card's description has been updated to reflect this. Um, also, now that I think about it, I, are there any other remote turrets other than guns that do anything? Or they do anything other than gun? Or is this the first time we've gotten a remote turret that is a utility thing? Mm-hmm.
1: That does something, yes, but there have been remote turrets. I mean the 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 is it the eights? You know that, that has the remote sensor turret? Not remote, that's not remote, that's man. And <coughs> why did my mouth just do that? Like it dried out in like an instant. That was weird. Um remote turret. The tractor beam that we don't have on the caterpillar is remote. It's a station, but it's remote-ish. That is the closest thing I think we have. Oh. Wait. I'm so confused. So I'm looking at the Shining Tracker. It says, deliverables added three. New Machines Orison, Sandbox Prison, Security Post Reactivation, which... It's not on this list. Um, and then it says updated environmental space missions, like I thought, new interdiction scenarios, and persistent entity and streaming. We had... Oh no. It, okay. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. I. This is the not problem. This is the intricacies of reading the the the, the roadmap. Why it's so um, nebulous. Uh... <gasps> <laughs> So, the uh, tiles for the Environmental Space Missions, Interdiction Scenarios, and Persistent Entity Streaming have been on the progress tracker. The Environmental Space Missions and yes. Interdiction Scenarios are now being brought over to the release view. That's why they're on this list, but also why we've covered them before. That's it. Okay. I got it now. Okay. Also, we got... I forget when we actually got... <laughs> I like that. Um uh, the Security Post Korea reactivation. That is on the progress tracker, not on the release view yet. No, it's
0: on release view.
1: What? Is it what? Hold on. Hold on. Where was it? When would it was that last update that was put on the release view then?
0: No, this one. Security Post Korea.
1: Where? I'm looking at it right now. We didn't we didn't what where? Yes. Did we skip that one? We did. did we... It was mine. and I skipped it. I went down to Orison. Oh.
0: <laughs> we, we failed you, Chat. We failed you. We,
1: we just were. We, we just. We thought it was so cool. We wanted to leave it to the end. <clears throat> oh, I guess it is my turn again to do it. Um, sorry about that. Uh, security post career reactivation. Um, security post career will be taking a more central role in Stanton security. Note that flayer. Hold that note. Security. Crusader Security have moved in a full-time staff and have begun storing confiscated contraband aboard. The station will be cu- will be off-limits to all civilians unless given prior authorization. Now, for anyone who remembers the old old lore, Security Post Korea was a decommissioned, almost to be, or in the middle of being sold to civilians they have since according to this description ended that uh negotiation and have moved back into the security post will we be getting a lower post as this comes online In i believe it's yeah 318 almost definitely because Mm. the original lore was they were moving out now they're moving back in almost certainly because of the increase in lawlessness in the system specifically around crusader with the nine tails being just ballsy.
0: <laughs> I wonder if. So it says, begun, begun storing confiscated contraband aboard. I wonder if you go to Jump Town and secure drugs, if it, you'll have to bring it to Security Post Korea to, to get your reward and get paid. Um, I also wonder if they're going to be updating Security Post Korea at all. To look different or have any new functionality, you know, updating the interior, exterior.
1: If they um, don't, I'd be, I'd be surprised, just yeah. because it's a it, original task and what it, what it could be now is very different.
0: Yeah, the station will be off limits to all civilians unless given prior authorization. Okay, how do we get that authorization? Same as is same he, as comers. Yeah,
1: mission um, or well, no mission. You have to have a mission to go there.
0: Yeah, But it's something that we don't really you know. How do you get that mission? How do you generate that?
1: Mission? Or specifically do you, hacking.
0: The description for this is very
1: nebulous. Oh, you did that on purpose. But yeah, I, I hope you can hack it. I hope you can hack the authorization. I was getting parched. Uh-huh. Okay. Fine. 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 <laughs> All
0: right. It would be cool if there was like a, a well, I mean, even if you hack the authorization, they'll still shoot at you. Yeah, but It'll the be, auto
1: won't.
0: Yeah, but, well, and the teams includes the mission feature team, so I wonder what all is going to be there. Um,
1: Nine tails breach.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Th- th- this seems like something that is very. They're they're only giving us a snippet of it, and there's going to be a whole lot more. I would I, I would be willing to bet there's going to be an event centered around this. I, I, so Paul talked about it on the last office hours. Uh-huh. Um, and he's like, he's like, I will bet money, I will almost guarantee we're going to get a new event with 318. He's like, I don't know what it is, but I will almost bet I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put some UEC down and say that the new event that we're getting is going to be centered around security post Korea. Huh. Right? Write that down. <laughs>
1: I don't have anything to write with. That's okay. <laughs> we'll remember. We always do. Uh, okay, So The there... pathfinders
0: never forget.
1: We're like elephants. Um,
0: uh... <laughs> very stubborn too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, stubborn and nebulous elephants. Let's see. Is there anything of right. note really on the shiny, shiny tracker? Shiny tracker
0: is void. There's no other changes besides the deliverables
1: uh, or the. Uh, the mission feature team freed up 84 days of work on persistent streaming and server messaging. That might be just a scheduling error. Hmm. I, I will basically never look at the shiny Tracker and says freed up this amount of days of work, I'll never uh, trust them at all. Because <laughs> freed up work just basically lies. It's lies. All lies. Yeah.
0: Oh, and that's the, the overall sprint. And I don't care about the overall sprint for persistent streaming and server meshing. I care about the things that go into the the component pieces of technology that go into them um, and that that if you're wondering about the progress for persistent streaming and server meshing, don't look at that sprint. Go look <laughs> at the um the unofficial roadmap to server meshing and look at the deliver you know the, the pieces of technology on that and look those up. On the progress tracker. And that's how you will know where things are. Yep. All right. Well, time for the monthly reports. Dun, dun, dun. Okay.
1: Oh boy. All right. So, I'm gonna do this again. As always, I do like to read the intro bits. So for Star Citizen, is welcome to July's Persistent Universe or PU monthly report, with Alpha 3172 <clears throat> making it making it to live the live servers at the end of July. Most teams shifted focus to tasks for the next patch release and beyond. There's actually a lot of beyond in this too. Um, so this month you'll see progress on various dependencies for persistent streaming, and pyro, the economy, and more. So like that. That is a great primer on how just dense this one is. Persistent streaming, pyro, the economy. Like, this dense. It's just dense. Very important things. And for the Squadron 42 side, welcome to July Squadron 42 Development Report. In close, you'll find details on the latest progress made across the campaign, including updates to the Vanduul movement, level design, and character art. Thank you for your continued support of Squadron 42. Sincerely, CIG Communications. That was my best impression of a like military announcer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Tried, chat. I tried.
1: Uh. All right. So because um, Tree hates doing the uh engine team. Um. Not really. He just he thinks I do it better. Um. I will not confirm nor deny that. Um. I have the first team, and that is the team of the AI content. All right. So last month, they got some bug fixing done for existing features. They identified the top 20 usables that AI uh, interact with and set out to fix as many issues as possible. By the end of that, approximately 50 issues had been solved. Uh, The team returned to feature work afterwards. July's feature team worked in... Uh, July's future work included uh, supporting the weapon vendor setup, and have we heard of the weapon vendor specifically before this? Mm. Or they talk about the uh, was it Man-at-Arms? I think they're talking about the Man-at-Arms. Yeah, the
0: Master-at-Arms.
1: master right. arms Man-at-Arms. Same difference, right? <laughs> no, Man-at-Arms is... Uh... A unit in RTS. Uh, okay, so the weapons vendor should be the same as the master arms. Okay, so just keep that in mind. Um, at least it's the same functionality either way. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, supporting the weapon vendor setup by creating weapon pickups and place animations, progressing with the locomotion polish mentioned last month, and retargeting overlay animations for the female skeleton. Dun, 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 dun. And this is... Now, that is Star not work. Interesting as in the star system one even though that was i think last month there was a squadron only note
0: yeah they every time they talk about the female skeleton it's always been in the squadron 42 yeah and like i think that more than at least more than once it's like the female special ops or something
1: yeah interesting that it crossed over to the star system one or maybe it was just a they put it in the wrong spot anyway Um, the AI designers continue implementing the dynamic conversation feature, expanding it to the eat and drink behavior. NPCs can now conversate between bites and drinks. I think that's so cool. That's that's just the amount of, uh, what is it? Believability, depth, immersion. I don't know. You can put a whole bunch of words there, but just the whole like, having a conversation while you eat, not. Oh yeah. Yeah, I saw that too. Om nom 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 nom. All done. (laughs) So how was your day? Just like But the whole like Yeah, it was really hard that week and you know also that we had to repair this other thing like in between bites it's gonna be I cannot wait to see Squadron forty two. Because as broken as the NPCs are, and I I don't I don't know I don't plan on it being fixed in Persistent Universe anytime soon, even before Squadron, but this NPCs in squadron will be flawless. Well, it, it not barring any bugs that they don't manage to get out before the release. But the the performance of NPCs and the conversations and the populations, it's just oh I can't wait to see them. I can't wait. Uh oh, with all these like amazing features that will eventually be in the persistent universe. Just currently servers are pinned. Uh, even with even with the old uh, player count, they were pinned. And the new player count doesn't help, but also doesn't hurt as much as they thought it would. So, NPCs are just in a really bad place right now. Uh, We have a quote here from the AI content team. We are pleased with the result as it makes the AI feel less individual and more connected with other NPCs. Very, very, very excited to see this. Um, AI engineers will now also seek out colleagues at wall panels and work zones, e.g. broken pipes, uh, to start conversations. So... Instead of just, I am a person fixing this thing, if another NPC comes upon someone working, they'll start a conversation. Or they'll go look for somebody um, to help them on that task. It's just so... the depth that they're doing for these NPCs for background tasks. It's insane. It's amazing. I love it. Um, Also, the last thing I have of note here is they are currently working on implementing chatter for AI in bunk beds and arcade machines too. That The arcade machines will come into the persistent universe sooner than later. Um, AI and bunks will, will not, not come into persistent universe anytime soon, but yay chatter. How was your day? My day has been rough. Kind of idle chat. And that has been the AI content now over to tree with AI feature.
0: Mm, AI tech.
1: What? Where? Yeah. Did I, how? Yeah. Where?
0: No, that's me. AI tech.
1: I have you as AI feature.
0: I do, yeah. But there's AI tech, then AI vehicle features, which is you, then AI features, which is me.
1: That's not how I have it written at all.
0: I'm looking at it right now.
1: I see AI features. One, two, three, four, five paragraphs, and then the squadron feature. Then me on AI tech. I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh,
0: AI tech for the PU. Um, one of AI tech's focuses in June was optimizing and improving Alpha 3172. This involved adding functionality for the planetary for the planetary nav mesh and the AI reinforcement features. This is the first iteration of the nav mesh and reinforcement features, but we are extremely proud and excited to see them available for all of you. AI tech team. So before I continue on. This is the first iteration of the nav mesh and reinforcement features. The this is how CIG does things. They introduce things in a small way. And so we are only seeing it in the settlement around that derelict reclaimer. You're on um, last month. Yeah. What's that?
1: You're on last month. I am? Yeah. <laughs> what? That's what, yeah, you, AI tech. Oh. Yep, yep, yep. I figured it out. I figured it out. I found it. Oh, I'm My so bad. sorry. I'm so sorry.
0: Uh, we fail again. Hold on, I'll drink here. In we didn't second. fail. We simply
1: are iterating on our design.
0: <laughs> okay. So A.I. features start. See, for see, see, I'm not crazy. <laughs> you are crazy. Don't, don't think, think that I'm... this absolves you of your your insanity. Fine. Uh, for he, for human combat. Right. Yes. 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 August 8th. <laughs> yes. For human combat. A.I. features continue to work on tactic selection. How is that not Squadron 42? I don't know. Huh. Interesting. Uh, including implementing a more data-driven approach to setting up the scoring factors in DataForge. Um, the scoring factors is how the uh, the AI decide what tactics they're going to use. Um yeah, just check, that of, is you know their...
1: that is on the Star Citizen report. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just remember because we've read about this before. On when Squadron, we first yeah. read about it. It was in the Squadron report. Um, you know, probably two months ago.
1: Yeah, there was a whole breakdown Maybe. on the the scoring system last mm-hmm. month.
0: Yeah, yeah, last month. Yep, yeah. So, oh, things that are getting made for Squadron Forty Two, we won't see that in the PU forever, really. Or <laughs> this isn't it, Okay, I'm, I'm going to dispel this myth right here, right now. Everything that is being made for Squadron Forty Two by all those devs who got reprioritized onto Squadron Forty Two everything that they're making is also in the PU. Mm -hmm. Some of those things we will see sooner rather than later, whether like if it's a location, you know, that they're working on or a ship, which they shouldn't be doing a whole lot, a whole lot of that. Um, That's not really what those teams were, but the, the, the teams that got moved over is all the active feature teams and, you know, gameplay related stuff. Yeah. The
2: game, the,
0: the gameplay feature teams, there are still gameplay feature teams assigned to the PU. Their whole job is to take the things that are being developed by these other teams and apply them to the PU. So they are developing these things for squadron 42, getting it into a good place for squadron 42. And that way, when the gameplay feature team is ready, they can pick it up and integrate it into the game, but they're not the only ones. And all these things that are getting made are still going to end up in the PU. There is no exclusivity the you know, there's the only stuff that is unique is like cinematics um you know and you know very bespoke mission content of which there isn't a whole lot yeah um <clears throat> i think what was it so it is a last yeah one? it is a giant misnomer to say that hey um all these resources have been brought over on a squadron no work is being done on the pu it's you know uh you know the pu isn't going to change blah 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 no, that is absolutely <laughs> incorrect, and a, you are reading into this entirely wrong. It is your, your, the money that we are putting into into CIG is still getting spent on the PU. It's getting spent on things that apply to both. It's just not immediately getting put into the PU. Some things are getting put in the PU. We're reading this right now. They're working on thing, you know, a thing that they worked on for Squadron Forty Two. The very next month is being worked on by the PU AI feature team or the the ai feature team for the pu the the month after the squadron 42 ai team worked on it
2: yeah you know
0: there's a perfect example of you know all these things are you know sometimes sooner rather than later other times you know it's going to be later but they will make it over from squadron 42 into the pu um and if you you know it if you're just totally not paying attention go look at the progress tracker and look at the teams that got moved over. You can find a list for those teams. It's available. And you will see that all these items that they're working on are Squadron 42 and Star Citizen. They're not exclusive. So stop lying to yourself in order to justify your, your, your misconceptions. But that's not the way that this project works.
1: Yeah, and a right good over. example of that is the Squadron teams are doing a pass on uh, Archon Station to make sure it is ready for precision Universe when we get to Odin.
0: Yeah. It, the, all these things that they made, they aren't just in Squadron 42. Yeah. They're going to be there. You know, <laughs> Yeah, Odin's going to be a little bit different in the PU from when we play it in Squadron 42, but these things are still going to be there. And Archon Station and Shubin Station, there's going to be more than one of them. There's going to be lots of them. They're going to be all over the verse because wow, there's the only large, one shoot or the there's first. only one Archon. Yeah, but I mean that there will be other stations, you know, like, yeah. similar to Archon with dim- different names, you know. Um Yeah. It, it Don't kid yourself, people. Um Yeah. All of Odin will be in the PU eventually. But yeah, I digress. So <clears throat> uh let's see. So this will allow the designers to quickly tweak values to produce the best possible range of combat behaviors for the situation, including with multiple combatants with different setups and ranges. This solution extends the function selection in Subsumption to allow the game code to register a custom probability calculator, which will provide benefits in general, not just for combat behaviors. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, so Subsumption, you know, making it so behaviors other than combat behaviors utilize the uh data forge scoring factors for for different things um going into the future you know all this stuff is you know they're working their way to making it systemic so that way these things operate on their own you know guided largely by quantum without you know designers having to you know hand pick and and make everything by hand make everything by scratch uh, they also began aligning the existing perception system uh, systems to a new design where the perception meter ar- uh, rises depending on different stimuli hearing footsteps or gunfire seeing a target etc and falls over time once different threshold levels on the meter are hit they trigger different alertness levels that determine specific reaction animations and behaviors for example at the lowest level the ai will react by simply turning their head towards the stimulus at the middle level they will investigate the stimulus and at the highest level they will enter combat stimuli can also impact yeah that's really cool and really smart again this is a systemic density um yeah the uh stimuli can also impact the meter in different ways based on the conditions of the target including whether they're crouched or standing and the loca- uh, and the locations lighting cool okay uh, work also started
1: interaction yeah, team sneaking. i want you to now make it so like wrenches can fall off of like items can fall off of counters when It'll they're run that. into. Cause imagine yeah. sneaking around and you knock up against something ping. What was that? It's probably nothing. Clunk, someone's there. <laughs> oh man, no, I I want that that was it systemic stealth system that like is hitman or uh what's the other one? The guy that's like part android. What is he? What is the the? Oh man. Hmm. Human Revolution Deus Ex. Deus Ex. Oh.
0: Deus Ex Hit- that it? is like
1: Deus Ex Hitman level of stealth uh, gameplay where you like knock something on the oh. floor. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because like in Hitman, like one of the like big things is that you can distract guards by throwing items on the ground and it making noise
0: um work also started on the investigation behavior with the devs implementing a system to allow oops npcs to determine potential enemy hiding spots check them and keep track of which ones they've seen the next stage is for npcs to share information so they can cover a level together that's some pretty smart patrol they're just
1: making sure i never do fps ever (laughs) yeah that is terrifying uh, they'll check hiding spots (laughs)
0: And they'll remember, and they'll communicate with other NPCs.
1: Oh man! Hi, Fox. Holy cow! That is that is scary levels of NPC.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, And eventually, when the server tick rate normalizes, we're we're all going to be dead. Well, if we are
1: bad, the server meshing NPC experience is going to be deadly. (laughs) Yep. Just deadly.
0: Um, they're also working to improve the consistency of cover selection using the automatic cover generation system they're also planning to improve the quality of cover and provide more information to the ai so that less decision making has to be made at runtime Hmm, interesting they also blocked out animations for human ai mantling and vaulting to give npcs more locomotion options when moving around the environment oh now they're not only are the NPCs going to, you know, do a good job of patrolling their area and actually pay attention, but they're going to be gymnasts. They're going to parkour. Yeah, par- parkour. <laughs> parkour, 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 parkour. <laughs> they also blocked out... Uh, yeah, okay. So, um, and then for Squadron Forty Two AI features uh, for the van tool for the van duel, the team blocked out several animations, including piloting and some location. <clears throat> Part of, and some location-specific animations used to get the vanduul from their spawn positions, often off the navigation mesh, into the level. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, while you're doing AI tech, I will be right back. All right. Say hello to the wifey.
1: All right. Man, that's just gonna be scary amounts of NPCs. Um, and hopefully they'll actually use. Uh, They'll actually put in a uh, a arena commander thing for Star Marine to actually use this tech in an environment where the NPCs can actually function. Anyway, on to AI tech, the more technically focused AI. Uh, So during July, let's actually go down to my notes. AI tech focused on extending the functionality required to traverse navigation islands. Uh, Navigation islands are pieces that they can navigate that are detached from other pieces, so uh, a good example would be, let's say, a room and a scaffolding where you have to jump up onto it. Uh, what's it called? Mantle onto it. Um, using special actions, mantling, jumping down, faulting. So these are all uh, specific animations or connectors. Uh, they talked about them a lot that you can use to get from a navmesh to navmesh. Uh, the basic idea, and this is a quote from the AI tech team, the basic idea is that using the extend, ex, exiting markup, we want to allow NPCs to perform similar actions to the player in the environment. For example, we adjusted the ledge object to include specifications that evaluate the nav mesh and link multiple, island, multiple islands correctly. That was the AI nav team. Uh, they also continued R&D on seamless transitions into usables. I really, really, really hope this comes into not only NPCs, but also players. So when you're at your ship and you go, I want to get in that doesn't snap you to the correct position and then animate, it goes, Oh, let me step back a minute and then get into the animation. Um, So it blends the animation into the, or it blends the IK or movement into the animation, not just snaps you, then does the animation. Uh, progress was also made on the locomotion refactor. I forget which one that is. I don't know if that's NPCs. Well, this is AI. So AI locomotion refactor. That was talked about like in two, three reports ago. Um, last month, the team began working on a, how AI actors process movement, which allowed them to decouple movement requests from what processes it. This is an important change to better support multiple path followers used used in different contexts. For example, actors, creatures, creatures, like to underline that, or NPCs driving vehicle or pushing a trolley. They're currently preparing to integrate this into Squadron 40, the Squadron 42 branch and verify that everything works as expected. Uh, for subsum- for the subsumption editor within the sandbox tool, AI tech implemented new functionality and stabilized the tool to finally open up the usage to all designers. So Pretty soon, six months or so, we should be seeing subsumption actually have an effect on the game. Um, a better AI debug UI using IMG UI is currently being implemented. Uh, progress was also made on made on ship reinforcements for Alpha 317-2, adding better monitoring and abort phase, so... Uh, yeah, in case the drop location is occupied, I didn't do the in. I just cut it off. In case, there we go. Uh, the pilot can now monitor the presence of players inside the cargo hold. So, if you're trying to uh, stow an NPC ship, um, they know now. Uh, they also fixed several bugs relating to how how to slow reaction time and desync teleports. So this was uh. Nope, it just lost part of the uh, network work that they did. Um, and bug, festival, bug fixes related to them. And how to show NPCs their actual location. Uh, these issues are mostly caused by low server frame rates. Shocking. Uh, but devs optimized the code and implemented tweaks to allow the code to better handle some of these situations. Um, where was it? The uh, the more context thing I think is really cool. The Being able to... Uh, have one they detached it so they can just say I need you from here to here. And they can say whether that's walking, running, driving, piloting, pushing a car dragging a body, they now can just do it. It's really nice. Uh, We're also seeing a tree's not back just yet, we're going to move on to animation and we'll let him pick up uh, AI vehicle when he gets back so ai animation not ai animation all animation all animation star citizen so all of the parts so far have been uh, star citizen unless said otherwise uh because we cut out all the stuff from the squadron letter that was uh, copied over from the uh, persistent one so if there's just a little only a little bit in the uh Squadron sections, it's because it was just the same stuff as it was in the Star Citizen section. And since True's back, you can start us off with AI Vehicle. You're muted.
0: I have returned. I am no longer muted. Yay. All right, so let's see. AI Vehicles for the PU. Uh, in July, the AI Vehicle team. Finished enabling AI to use different ship modes. Uh, AI is now fully integrated with the ability to swap modes when required by the task they want to perform. The designers will also soon be able to give AI access to higher SCM speeds when de- when designing behaviors. So they're talking about like missile operator mode. What else do we have? Miner scanning, right? Scanner
1: mining. Yeah, mining missile. Um. Possibly. I also
0: wonder if maybe we've got more modes coming soon that oh, they're integrating with this. Basically,
1: they want to make a mode for literally everything. So there'll be a salvage mode, oh, a yeah. salvage mode, a cargo mode, uh tractor mode. <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if they go as far as like repeater mode and cannon mode, but probably not. Um hmm. but basically if there's a different um like different attachment it's gonna be its own mode. And even like some specific components will be attached to their own mode. So we might get a quantum mode in the future where we have to switch over to the quantum mode and we'll get a nice UI for that. Not confirmed, just hypothesizing. And they want they want lots of yeah. modes. They want lots and lots of modes.
0: It'll be interesting to see AI using those modes too. I mean um. How much
1: are we actually the see like? them if we're not on the same ship? No, I
0: mean like, I no, I, I like I want to, you know, um quantum in on a mission to a NPC reclaimer mm-hmm. because I'm delivering them something, and to you know, oh, they're they're reclaiming, they're they're doing salvage, yeah. and the AI and the ship are are using the salvage turrets and the munching and all that stuff, you know, they're. If we are able to use those, I want to see them using them, and I'm, you
2: know,
0: yeah, yeah. When when we can be on the on the ship, immersive as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It go and you're going to an asteroid field owned by Shubin, and you're you're hauling ore, you know, from uh, something, you know, uh, and you're, you're just picking up ore bags from, you know, AI, orions npc orion's someplace you know that would be cool you know and, and to be able to see an orion you know doing its thing and it's not operated by players and it's this massive capital mining ship you know and, and the ai are doing their thing and all you're like you just pull up next to it and somebody moves a giant war bag over onto your ship via their tractor beam and away you go and you know, you didn't even interact with a single human being it was just the ai and quantum you know, generating the the mission and the gameplay and the interaction—that's that, just, yeah, that's the dream. That's super cool. There, to
1: there me. better be a pretty quick turnaround between the cargo refactor and our first cargo event. Yes. Like, like come on, give us the mm-hmm. was it elite dangerous community events. It's yeah, not you have all the stuff you need after the cargo refactor. I mean, even before we have the stuff we need because they can count cargo and they can. Uh, modify stores right now to just accept everything or sell everything so they're like it's so easy to say we want to implement a uh, event spawn it at this location we need to deliver x amount of cargo and just that's your mission that's your thing obviously like spawn the whoever wants to counter it into the thing so let's say nine tails wants to uh or heck, make it a Nine Tails event, and the and Crusader Security wants to stop the transport of these mass amounts of illegal goods. So you have Nine Tails like co-pilots, and you have Crusader Security coming in to stop the 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 stream of haulers somewhere in the middle, and maybe even work in the interdiction stuff that we just got.
0: <laughs> yeah, please
1: give us a cargo dash. <laughs> Uh, I have
0: my raft. I have my raft. I want to use it doing cool things.
1: We'll get to what I have later. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And then bug fixes were also made throughout the month, including an issue with the fly to not computing an efficient path and dive attacks, not ignoring driverless spaceships. So they were, they, they, they weren't ignoring and they want them to ignore driverless spaceships. So I you, had a problem with this the in the, is, <laughs> the spaceship is parked. They want it to ignore that ship and go for a manned ship. Oh, that's okay.
1: good. Oh, that's so nice to hear. Cause that was like my biggest problem with, I was trying to solo the reclaimer, uh, breach and steel mission. Mm-hmm. So I'd get up next. I would clear the first wave of security. I'd go in and park my ship, leave it outside. And while I was getting the box, they would come back and blow up the ship, so I was just stranded. Mm-hmm. No one was in the ship, they had no reason tag wise. And by tags, I mean like the, the game didn't say anyone was it, was just a ship, so they blow it up. It's annoying, but I'm so glad to hear that they fixed that one. Super cool.
0: Uh, and that's or wait, yeah. Yep. The AI vehicles. So back to you for animation. Animation.
1: Uh, last month the and the the both of them are just. There's no way of shortening them, so I'm just gonna read through them. Uh, last month the facial animation team further developed female vendors, outlaw rescue and transport, and continued burning down emotes. That's a lot of very specific work, and that's all on the Star Citizen side. Rescue. Yeah, transport. rescue and transport outlaw and burning. I don't know what burning down emotes mean.
0: I have no idea what that I, means. I, I
1: assume they mean burning through, as in working through. Um. Yeah, burning, adding more, adding more, or working on them mm-hmm. at some point. Oh. Yeah, it might be polish or something. Yeah. Uh, it says the motion capture rescue team. and transport, rescue and transport. Again, risking transport. Uh, the motion capture team <laughs> is currently building their new studio, which we've seen twice now in the ISC, uh, which should be live mid-August. Ooh, sweet. Yeah,
0: I cannot wait to see what they do with that. The, the second that they have so cool. a... Uh,
1: like, They they better do another community uh, mocap thing when they do uh, CitizenCon over there. Oh. Like there should be something where, like, hey, sign up, and we'll choose some people to go to the mocap stage, and they can do a mocap thing. Even if it's just like a mocap stage tour, maybe not a whole like suit up. How much?
0: Yeah, with how much Jared has been showing it off, Mm -hmm. you know, during ISC and everything, you know that they've got big plans for that, and they're going to show us some. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see it.
1: And here's like the, I guess monthly, or weekly, or bi-weekly, whatever. Reminder, CIG is not making Star Citizen, It's not making Squadron 42. CIG is building a company. Long after Chris is gone from the planet, will CIG still be making games? They are building an entire culture, an entire infrastructure, an entire base to make games, not just this one or two games. Once they are done and happy with the final product of these games, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, whenever that actually ends up happening, or maybe they actually start up a new game while this is still living. Either way, the studio is there to have the quality of Star Citizen on whatever their next project is to, but make it a lot easier for their second (laughs) go-around. So, a lot of people uh, assume that the next game they make will still be Star Citizen-based, so... squadron 42 like game just different theming or a different team or a marine theme or an outlaw theme something like that either way they want to make sure that that project does not take as long as squadron 42 is because everything will be set up all the pipelines will be set up the base will have been laid that being said over on the squadron 42 side last month the animation team further development on zero g movement and navigation Adjusting the feel to give better overall experience. They also worked on a new SMG. Additionally, weapon for the Master at Arms. See, here they call it Master at Arms. Yeah, Squadron 42. Yeah, but it's Weapon Vendor and starts. It's fine. Um, Ladder interaction.
0: This is not a vendor. He's a Master at Arms on the ship.
1: it's It's a vendor tech. Anyway uh female console use but, and locomotion oh, he'll
0: have different like lines it'll be different in some ways very but, slightly yeah you know,
1: very slightly no it'll be
0: completely different he's a military person on a on a UEE navy ship uh, <laughs> it, it would be like saying that the master at arms you know on, on the LHD that i deployed on is the same as the guy that i go down to at the gun shop down the road. Functionally, you
1: know. yeah. No. You say I need people. this gun, dude. Gets you the gun. The lines it's and not... the like dressing will be different.
0: The lines, the dressing, the the behaviors, you know. I mean, yeah, the, the base of here's this, here's that. Yeah. You know. The functionality. But, you know, it, but in reality, a master at arms does a whole lot more than that um on ship. Whether they'll do more than that on like the Stanton, I don't know. Because all we've, we've seen is the guy behind the counter. But, you know... The, and that was the, how many years? Three, four, role. seven,
1: five. eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve... Yeah, five years ago. Yeah. Five years ago. <laughs> we did see, like... No, I guess that was just clips of that. Never mind. Yeah, five years ago. Uh, where were we? Uh, new movie-class interactions were developed to give a more realistic feel to characters. And progress was made on the Van Duel this time searching vents and climbing. That's terrifying. <laughs> like, Vandal in the vents or just looking at vents? Searching vents. That I need somebody terrifying. to do
0: a mashup of Vandal searching the vents when we see it. And mashing that up with Bruce Willis um, <laughs> from Die Hard.
1: <laughs> That's great. I love it. On the facial side, improvements to the facial animation of the named cast members continued. So basically just improving what they ever got making sure it is up to snuff and as high quality as possible. That being said, back to tree for character art. Uh,
0: for uh, star Citizen character art, the character art team continued work on now the frontier back. and high fashion outfits uh, for upcoming releases. Oh boy. I'm excited to see these. Uh, they also progressed with marketing items for both the subscriber program and upcoming holiday events. Cool. Uh Squadron 42 character art. The character team uh character art team spent June. Um spent June. Oh, weird. Uh focusing on the remaining Navy faction outfits. Navy faction outfits. Are they just talking about the Navy faction or their sub-factions within the Navy? Uh and progress with the Screaming Galsons armors. Looking forward to seeing those. Finally, they've talked about them so many times. They're currently preparing to create the Shubin mining outfits and work with tech animation on head scans for various characters. Oh, that'll be interesting to see people, you know, in actual um, Shubin mining uniforms, um, you know, who who live and work on Shubin Station versus the sort of generic stuff that we have to buy at uh, like the refinery stations uh, in the PU. Uh, Work also began on some Squadron 42 faction-specific weapons, beginning with an SMG and shotgun. Oh. Squadron 42 faction-specific weapons. I wonder if we'll see them. I'm assuming we'll see them in the PU. Um, Or maybe the Screaming Gaussons get wiped out. Who knows? The Military Multi-Tool had its white white box updated with new screen positions to ensure the UI will work with the intended gameplay too military multi-tool i wonder what the differences are going to be between the military multi-tool and the civilian one you know what what other functionality will it have or capabilities will it have that we don't have from the civilian one because that would be really great to find one as like a lootable in game if it's better than the civilian multi-tool that we already have Um, you know maybe it'll have different attachments that we can't get as civilians uh, that could be really interesting. And Nazareth is not back yet. And the next part is ship art, and ship art is a lot of fun, and I let him do that one because he takes the hard one with the engine, so I don't want to continue on without him. Oh. So, yeah. Um... So, Yeah. Well, we're waiting for Nazareth. I'm super excited. My new monitor is supposed to be coming in tomorrow. It's the 27-inch Alienware. Um, It's in 2K. I decided not to go with 4K just because I didn't want to spend the extra money because I don't plan on streaming in 4K anyway. And, um, yeah, my monitor is coming in, and it's 240 megahertz refresh.
1: Oh, he's back. I'm back.
0: So that's gonna be really great for streaming. So if you haven't given me a follow on twitch.tv slash tree 311 please do it so. now. I will be I will be streaming soon. You will and, see me frequently.
1: Yes. At least every Friday. Most
0: Fridays. Well, it won't be every Friday. Most, Most Fridays. Fridays. Yeah. I, I work a, a very weird schedule just so you guys know. And that's why there will be some times where Nazareth is doing the podcast by himself, like next week. Hopefully um, they, not by myself. Be, I am
1: I need to. Well, I need to ping with ping a co-host. The person again. Next uh,
0: week, the 29th. I work out of state four days on 12 days off. So I, I fly down there to be before, before the beginning of my tour, work 96 hours in a row. And then when I get off uh, on the morning after my last shift, I, I fly home and I have 12 days off at home. So a lot of the time I'm here. But uh, depending on, you know, it's basically a sixteen day rotation. So obviously that doesn't work like normal fourteen day, two week periods. Yes. Very odd. It is. Yeah, it's
1: very unique. But uh, I, I look forward to when so my like... schedule is literally on screen every day. <laughs> yeah. That uh I I look forward to that a lot. But it it brings me such joy to present not only entertainment, but also information. And to just, I don't know what, like, who was it? Somebody was saying it was a star season person. <coughs> you good? You okay.
0: Okay. Beer went down the wrong tube.
1: Yeah. Um, so I was saying like that, the streaming is hard. It's like, it's so easy for me. and It's so fun for me. I just, I can't wait to like do it. If not full time more full time uh, capacity. I assume we are on to ship art.
0: We are onto ship art. Yep. I did want to ship art is
1: great. Uh okay so this is this is my gift for having to do both graphics and engine this week. <laughs> I literally said that. Oh <laughs> my gosh. But this this ha- this lines up both I is it what oh, Star jump. What? Which one of you or Ender? Which one of you run the Star jump Twitter? Because it was that person. Um. Anyway, whoever, whichever one runs the Star jump Twitter, uh, said something about the hopefully the Corsair makes it into the next strip, sprint report and hopefully onto the next um uh, into three eighteen, and like possibly even the whole C and the whole C had like has been being worked on and got done like. Last month, month before last. Actually, I think it was last month. So, let's get into what they've been doing for the last month in all of ship art. And, like, half this is unknown ships. So, super cool. The UK ship team, ship art, yeah, ship art team, continued the Greyback Pass on the Argo SRV. Another super exciting ship. Finishing the exterior work before moving on to the interior. So, they finished the exterior. Done. Check. Um... That is like super fast. Uh, development on an unknown ship continued, which currently is moving from gray box into final art. So three eighteen straight to flyable. Possibly. Moving two?
0: from gray box to final art. I guess it just depends because if it is currently mo- moving from gray box to final art in July. Hmm. Um. So I guess it just depends on how big it is that's where they yeah. can get through final art along with the downstream stuff. Yeah. While you're reading that. I'm going to see, I'm going to find which one they're talking about.
1: Okay. Um, is still so the gray box pass on a cockpit dashboard. And this is with that ship, um, cockpit dashboard, habitation and cargo hold. So there you go. That's your size of it. It has habitation. Cockpit. It has a cockpit now bridge cockpit dashboard habitation and cargo hold so it does have a cargo hold so it's not a single sea fighter that's for sure um has a cargo hold and it's
0: coming out with a cargo refactor so whether it's a dedicated done, cargo
1: done, ship...
2: done.
1: okay um <clears throat> the final art pass on an unannounced ground vehicle was finalized i would they still call it unannounced this month if it was the centurion
0: no, the Centurion is
1: announced now. So. so this is this is another done ground vehicle. Yeah. Dang, man. The... These guys are just launching them out. <laughs> hmm. Um... Yep, go ahead. All right. uh, the artist moved on to a pass of the Miss Sea. A pass. So it's been done. It's been done for a very, very long time. It was final art complete, like two thousand eighteen, I believe. Yeah, two thousand eighteen. It was
0: yeah. It was done for Squadron Forty Two purposes for a long time,
1: for sure. Well, they they were going to add it into Star Citizen, and then stuff happened. Um, they said it was final art for PU in two thousand eighteen. Um, and we got so many pictures. I I changed both my uh. PC backgrounds and my phone lock screen and background to whole C images. Cause they're just so good. I'm just, I'm super hyped for it. Super, super hyped. Anyway, Uh, next, the white box pass began on another unannounced variant of an existing ship with modifications to the exterior nearing complete a new variant. Is this the, is this the heralded, um uh, pun intended um (laughs) gray cat racing variant. nobody knows but dang it should be um a resource management pass on the aegis hammerhead also begun i don't know how this is art oh never mind i know because um this includes adding relays and modifications to the existing component bays to make them all functional with some tweaks to their placement for balance Resource management. How? When's the resource management thing done? Like, not till, like, mid-next year? Isn't resource mm-hmm. management, like, way off? And then last one. In the U.S., art transition to file pass on the Drake Corsair. While supporting system design on the gray box, uh, taking the main retro and MAV thrusters to final stage. So, wrapping up on the Drake Corsair as well. OK, so what would you find yeah. for our uh, what?
0: Resource management does go all the way to the end of Q1. So they'll yeah. be working on that for a long time. Yeah, but that could be part of one of those things where they release it in stages. Yeah. You know, the, the and continue to work on it after the initial release. That makes sense, cause um, they Because had,
1: they have they have the um node, the power node system, mostly at least mocked up. So that mm-hmm. probably will be what we get pretty soon here.
0: Well, the so the, the current sprint right now has the EUPU uh, gameplay feature team mm-hmm. as well as the vehicle feature team on it. The vehicle feature team's sprint goes to the end of September. Um, and vehicle feature team is an upstream team, not downstream. So I don't think that's going to be getting, you know... A, it's unlikely that that's going to be getting changed. So that's probably about the time they're expecting that week to, or that work to finish. And so that could be, we get the initial implementation of that with the, um, with the hammerhead, maybe with like 318. And then they continue to roll it out with other ships as they get released or they go to gold pass, uh, gold pass. And then also, because it talks about stations, cities, and everything like that. That could be what the EUPU yeah. gameplay future team is, is going to be working on well into the future, is adding that into all the different locations we already have, as well as part of new locations. Um, Makes sense. And then for the unannounced ships, there's one that is showing um, is really only being worked on by audio right now and the audio team goes to the end of august um has, has had a vfx sprint you know vehicle, you know had plenty of vehicle cons at a long concept phase and then vehicle content in both eu and us um so i don't think that is the one where they're talking about the um gray box to final art there's another one that is sort of midway through its sprint and that one goes out to that one's an iae ship for sure i'm betting because of the way where the sprint ends is the you know middle of november Mm. which means that the downstream teams will get added in and they'll be in october and november that makes sense because
1: I don't know if I read wrong the first time. Just to read it again to make sure that I read it correctly. July saw the gray box pass complete on the cockpit dashboard, habitation, and cargo bay. Then progressed. They the team also progressed the exterior to final art. So mm-hmm. there is probably more rooms than those. So yeah. that would that so would make sense. they've got to do
0: they've got to do final art on the exterior. Finish that along with the damage pass. They've got to do final art on the interior. You know, and apparently it has a. a a decently sizable interior because it's got a cargo bay and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah,
1: habitation specifically so, like habit having a habitation is a a pretty good sized ship like bigger than constellation normally have yeah. habitation areas um That'll be
0: that's good multi-crew yeah has an interior not a fighter thank goodness not a whole series
1: um, those are all announced
0: vi- The variant, though, I think is there's one, and it's a 31-week long sprint, starting with EU vehicle content. So there's no vehicle concept art or anything associated with it. So it's not a... a, Unless it was concepted before the advent of the progress tracker. Otherwise, that would be on there. So that one, I think, is the variant. And that one goes out to the middle of September. Do you know of any
1: variants that um, have been announced but not made?
0: my not that I, not announced but not made that i'm aware of my money is on a valkyrie variant just cuz that's what i want but they had they did specifically mention in the valkyrie q and a that they did look at multiple variants and the medical you know search and rescue variant was uh, one of the ones they liked the most but there weren't any plans to make variants for it that was 4 years ago so um And with the gameplay coming in, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a Valkyrie variant uh, to do a number of different things. I'm I'm either hoping for a SAR variant, or what I really you know, as much as I want more medical gameplay, um, I don't know if they would do that before we get more medical gameplay in the Apollo. I think having a a a heavy heavy lift variant that carries a single heavy vehicle would be good. So that way, there's more options that are less expensive than a Liberator or a, um, a Hercules to move your large vehicles. <clears throat> and it would go, it would pair perfectly with the LPD, LHD, whichever we end up getting. And then the ground, I think the ground vehicle, though, is the one that, let's see, what do they say about the ground vehicle?
1: Uh, moving fin- from ground to, pass. Yeah, they're moving into final art.
0: The final art pass on an unannounced ground vehicle is finalized. Um, That could be the one that's just in audio right now, because in July, vehicle content went to the end of June, beginning of July, and then also had VFX. So that could definitely be final art if they if they include VFX into that. So I think the If anything, for straight to flyables for 318 unannounced, we've got a, a well, straight to operable. We, I think we've got a unannounced, you know, the unannounced ground vehicle and maybe a variant. Um, I would have assumed if the variant was going to need more downstream besides audio, it would have been scheduled by now, being that we're midway through the the, the quarter. Um, and they already scheduled the audio but there's no other vfx so maybe maybe the variant will will come with 318
1: as well hopefully like i hope um, their their straight levels are less gimmicky like yeah the mule is not used um it's it's a it's a it's a meme ship right now uh, yeah. the steel also a meme ship nobody uses that unironically um it's one of the like straight to flyable stuff have come out recently those are the last two
0: might get a concept
1: uh the ds was a straight to flyable also a meme ship like their their straight to flyable stuff has been full of m- just low effort meme sh- well not low effort the the mule took a lot of effort that it, it The mule has good polish on it. Um,
0: The mule will will shine more when we get the cargo refactor. I hope so. Because I feel
1: like it is made irrelevant by an industrial tractor beam. Because it only Um, carries two SEO.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you can with an industrial tractor beam, you still have to run.
1: Let's take it on top of an nurse drive it. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that is to you then with the community team.
0: All right. Community. Take as long we as you need. I, all I don't know. Need to come and
1: back. Love. I don't need to come back into this ever again.
0: What are you talking about? The engine?
1: The engine you the next. You Which can is take electric? L- yeah. Yeah
0: uh community expanding on last month's content the team released two more alpha 3.17.2 patchwatch patch watch posts patch watch 2 dealt with the quality of life improvements coming with siege of orson while patch watch 3 detailed the new racing track the snake pit the team also supported the foundation festival a month-long celebra- celebration of the star citizen community that featured a free fly and the tales of camaraderie contest Um, alongside the eve online community team they held the battle of the brick stream raising money for the extra life charity we hope that everyone watching had a great time as we celebrated our shared passion for space games and don't forget that donations for extra life are still open until late december community team the team also progressed with the new community hub and are currently preparing for the launch of ship showdown in august ah go gray cat ptv
1: yeah, uh, the ships I want in in the, the top ten, top five is PTV, Holsey, Terrapin, I think are I want them in like in the in the in the end, end game. Um Is there any others I really like? I don't think we'll get the SRV in time. I mean the the raft could come in, but it's it's not useful enough to get into it. Um Ursa would be nice, but that's just because it's used. I mean, the Tumble kind of beats the Ursa currently in usefulness. Let's see what other what other ships are. Hercules, I, I think we'll make it pretty far. I think the being that the Carrick is out and about and done, it's kind of hype train. I think it's it's kind of burned out a bit. Uh, so I think what if pretty the is the variant?
0: It's a SAR variant for the Terrapin.
1: It wins it wins oh. just it just wins everything we we can hang up our uh gray yes. cat hats and because that just wins and just I, wins. I would
0: like that just as much as a valkyrie variant for sar it has a just ramp. because the valkyrie is large mm-hmm. you know and like it's almost overkill for most now, SAR. now what is stuff?
1: sar just so i know
0: search and rescue
1: oh, okay okay okay
0: yeah, I mean the the v are great and everything. Oh, man, that would work so well for both troops them. and a large vehicle. You know, and it's like okay, that's you know, un- unless you're going to be using it as a SAR slash lar- you know, because it's bigger than an Apollo.
1: Yeah, well, so, if I was going to turn the Valkyrie into a SAR, it would be a um, mass SAR. Like it would be like a ton of just. As many tier one beds as possible, and maybe just, it just some be
0: medicine. Though, like you'd have to, you know, a the the ropes. We need a hoist system in game. Mm-hmm. Like that. I mean, I mean you have the. I, that's the, what the... I was doing this afternoon. Oh wow! I was hoisting out of yeah. So that that's what I, I was doing is I was hoisting out of a helicopter, and and training on that stuff. Right, you got and, the
1: sling doors in the Valk.
0: Yeah. And we've got the sliding doors, you've got the, you know, the, the ramp off the back, you know, we need to be able to hoist. We need to be able to fast rope, you know, uh, <clears throat> you need to be able to, you know, come down in real hot and fast with your valk, but not land. You mm-hmm. flare your thrusters. And as you're doing that, the doors open out, go the ropes, people fast rope down, zzz, you know, that's, that's a tactical insertion. And then you, you know, yeah, Um uh, you never touch the ground. You don't have to worry about lifting off again. Um, yeah, that that would be super cool. But a, a terrapin, yeah, the door, you can put a hoist on it. Um, you know, you can put a single bed in there. You know, it, it's smaller than a cutty red. It would make a great sar ship for a smaller it a, a, a not Endeavor size because Endeavor's capital, mm. but a large medical ship. A large, yeah. uh, like a large medical ship with a a extra small hangar for a terrapin. That would be cool.
1: Now imagine, maybe,
0: maybe, maybe even give it two, two, maybe two tier one or tier three beds.
1: Well, imagine be you a... got a tier three bed, but you were able to do. <clears throat> I don't. I think tier one would be a bit stretching it for for that small ship. But anyway, but basically, yeah. instead of a medevac, you're a um, black market medical. Um, personnel. So you you I'm I'm totally okay armored and you you're on call to only the highest paying clientele.
0: Oh, I, I was going to say, you know, I, I don't want perfectly good organs going to waste. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Wait waste not, want not, you know, be yeah. like the native americans, you know, don't you know, use every part of the animal. <laughs> Oh, right. uh, no, you look pretty banged up. Engine... Good thing
1: to you. I had just uh, liberated some uh, skin grafts from some some uh, poor unfortunate soul this morning. Um... Yeah, and
0: we don't want them to spoil. They're on ice, but they'll only last so long. So I'm giving you the special deal.
1: Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Now, you're, now, you're now we need engine. a surgeon terrapin. Yeah. That would be great. That'd
0: be actually a good name a cool name for it, you know, the, the surgeon.
1: Yeah. Alright, what are we on to oh god, we're under the engine now. Mm, okay. Alright, the engine team. So I turned uh I tur- it turned out to be I turned like three paragraphs into six paragraphs. So here we go. Alright, starting out with the physics team. The physics team made several optimizations to the code. We start off real light, And then gets really heavy. Um, Ray box ray slash box overlap, or raycasting, this is one of the versions of raycasting. Raycasting, for those who don't know, is basically a digital way of a laser pointer and seeing if it hits anything, or it can also track where it hit something and how far away that thing is. Uh, So ray slash box overlap checks were implemented into the ISPC, which is a compiler for a variant of the C programming language and are now also used in ray world intersections or rwi which is a ray from point of the world uh, to another to direct distance to specific objects. Uh, so basically shooting a laser somewhere in the world and using it to uh, detect specific distance uh, specific uh, detect distance to specific objects. Um, that could be uh, the ping could use that. So you're pinging out and you're trying to see how far away objects are. That could be used for that. Uh, to quickly skip entity parts if there are no overlaps of the ray and entities local bounds. So that was bas- That is a single sentence. I broke up into like five different bits. The next sentence, further optimizations including a box pruner to process vehicle wheels and all of the possible collisions and their parts more quickly, as well as the SSE or streaming SMID, uh, and SMID is single instruction multiple data extension. So SSE is single SIMD instruction, and SMID is single instruction multiple data do you need to know this? Probably not, but that's what they mean. So you can reference this for reference. And the AVX2 or Advanced Vector Extension. So let me reread that. So, as everything without all the gobbledygook in there, fertile optimizations using a box printer to process the vehicle wheels and all of their possible collisions and their parts more quickly, as well as the SSE Add AVX2 optimizations in the code that search parts for physical entities yay learning <laughs> yes <laughs> i did watch videos for that <laughs> additional additionally support for successive pulley pull successive pulley attachment to rope entity was added and the spatial configuration of interior grid types was changed to use more layers of internal nodes that are smaller in dimension. This, for instance, helps port helped import OSR, where a lot of time was spent maintaining uh, trunk. And a trunk is a s- subroutine used to inject an additional calculation to other subroutines. Our trunk list, which is completely removed by this change. Yay, optimizations. And... Get rid of poor officer. What are you doing? Stop optimizing it. Ugh. They're never going to get rid of that thing. On the renderer, the Gen 12 transition continued. For example, Gen 12 scale form UI uh, renderer was enabled by default. So now we have the Gen 12 UI by default. Support for MipMap generation. And MipMap is an entire subject I found out. So if you want to learn more about MipMap, just look up M-I-P, M-A-P, M-A-P, MipMap. Um generation process was added, and material overrides for the renderer node are now supported, including multi-materials. Uh, the depth pre-pass submission is now skipped if motion vectors are rendered. And thread synchronization code in pipeline state object or PSO, cache refreshing as well as in the shader system was improved. The unnecessary stencil test for the shadow map stage were removed. The render, the, yeah, the renderer. Render loading thread was also replaced by a video render thread, which is needed for the sole purpose of rendering UI while the game is loading. I wonder how they're going to use that, but cool. Uh, code was changed. Yeah. Code. Yeah. Where are we at? Lastly, a bug was bug that was crashing the video driver was fixed and the entire render code was changed to successfully compile via include what you use or I W Y U. various issues. Excuse me various issues in the form form of buffer overrun in low level VFX render code were also fixed. The general port and why is it say lastly but it's still got the Gen Twelve port of atmospheric and volumetric cloud rendering continued, as lookup table generation for atmosphere, atmosphere for atmosphere, as well as volumetric cloud processing steps were successfully moved over to execute through the new APIs. Uh, the renderer, uh, the renderer of legacy spherical clouds was moved to Gen Twelve too and can now also render as part of the deferred pipeline forward stage, which will be enabled soon. Work work on porting the remaining passes for atmospheric and volumetric clouds will commence in August. So by the end of August, cloud passes and atmospheric passes will be done. Finally, we've only been hearing about atmospherics for like, feels like six months. Hasn't been long, but it feels like it. Because they were like, we're going to start that next month, and then we're doing it, and then we're doing it, I think, for two or three months. Now we're finishing it. Almost six months. We've been hearing about it for almost six months. Anyway, moving on. This one gets a bit weird because there's a namespace in here. On the core engine, entity lifetime code was adjusted for the new needs of server meshing. So there's a server meshing note. Um, I think it comes up a couple more times. With the goal of it being easier to use as well as creating a more refined feeling of persistence. Interesting. Persistence in a game? I don't know. Uh, A full time sliced entity density manager was implemented as part of a rework uh, of the rework, um, a reworked entity lifetime and for, for server meshing. I can read. I really can. I wrote this all. The background <laughs> job manager was changed to better cope with long, very long running, pre I, I preempted background jobs to reduce runtime stalls. For example, stalls during shader compilation. Uh, Component lifetime now uses cheaper, custom weak pointer approach to the current uh, namespace what was it, s std colon colon shared underscore ptr cannot provide that pointer uh that's a was c c it's one of the c language uh namespaces um so that's goes up at the top before you write these write the code so it's basically a prerequisite it's a library basically it's a pointer to a library uh, the, the pointer specifically if you want to look at weak pointers uh, pointers to weak pointers is a function, yeah, function in code to do sort of specific things. Um, if you want to look those up, that's what they call just pointers in code. Um, star hash bind calling of subzone was significantly optimized. The ability to set hardware data breakpoints from code was fixed, and lastly, Linux thread Linux thread priority change changed to use real time and i didn't look up that f i f o scheduling so i don't have acronyms for you
0: i know what fafo stands for oh. i don't know what fifo stands for
1: uh first in first out huh
0: makes sense i mean i don't know if that applies directly to this instance but use real-time first-in-first-out scheduling it's basically
1: if it showed up first it's the first out get it in get it out schedule
0: okay um so arena commander feature team yeah yeah you're talking about earlier i'm just gonna sit back here uh last month the arena commander feature team fixed issues in both arena commander and star marine including some with map and game mode selection Scoreboards, level geometry, respawning, and AI spotting. Does that include private well. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, they're working on these things. They're they're getting the low hanging fruit right now, and taking care of the low hanging fruit thing things before moving on to the bigger stuff. Um,
1: but I just thought, yeah. I was like, how long has it been since we heard of? Um, oh man, Stataball.
0: Ages.
1: I just remembered that. Like that's technically Arena Commander game mode. Like mm-hmm. can we get can we can we get some news on if you like not not that they're working on it, not that they plan to work on it, just if they're ever planning on returning to it after Years of War maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like it's gonna be in the P eventually.
0: You'll have to do a scanner anomaly on it. Oh scanner anomaly. It doesn't people. exist.
1: Um they gotta yeah, do what is
0: Shatterball? Uh,
1: yeah. so um, there's lore. I'll just I'll just play the clip from Enders game yeah <laughs> that sounds a...
0: essentially this
1: oh yeah. man
0: it's essentially this with banu in the stands cheering you on
1: yes cheering everyone on not just cheering one team on. go sports go sports <laughs> I mean I, that's what I do for football so <laughs>
0: um all right. So their quote is uh, our community has been very helpful in identifying such issues as they appear, which we greatly appreciate. I commun- Arena Commander feature team. Additionally, ongoing improvements were made to how quickly and easily players get into sessions. Investigation into PU based locations as environments in Arena Commander and Star Marine also continued. Yay. More maps. Gib.
1: PU Tau. Based.
0: yeah. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't ha- mean it has to be in the PU right now. It just means locations that will be in the PU. PU you know, based. Like, the good like it
1: could be um Art Corp style. Yeah. I mean the... how awesome would it be for a like and I'm gonna bring this up, bring them into it, um a battlefield map. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Battlefield maps are city-based. Yeah. How cool would that be? How, how cool would... Hold on. They have a really low-hanging fruit for a Star Marine map. Siege of Orison. Copy-paste. Done.
0: Yeah. Well, and all the Star Marine maps exist. They are, they are in lore. Mm-hmm. They are locations that are supposed to be in-game. They are things that happened. Um, And so they're just looking for they're looking at more things that they can build, you know, just like they did for the other Star Marine maps in order to bring them into Star Marine. So, you know, because the both, you know, both the maps, you know, not only good doctor, but I forgot the name of the other two, but they're all they're all places. Echo 11. They're all in lore. They're not, you know, made up. Um, Well, Damien Combs, Echo 11,
1: Damien Combs. Mm
0: hmm. Uh, let's see some changes to scanning ping radar design were implemented for both vehicles and FPS gameplay to allow players to find and identify contacts with greater ease. Finally, bugs were fixed were fixed to give the community as stable an experience as possible. And that's you for character and weapon
1: features. Oh I, boy. I should go check out star Marine in the current patch.
0: I played it in 317, and my performance was amazing, and I had like next to no desync. It was hmm. night and day different from the previous time that I had played it a while prior. Yeah, but... uh,
1: on the PT was it was it was rough. It was not great. It was really bad. Like there was a massive amount of desync and teleporting and just dying for no good reason. So I, I wonder what it's like on live. All right. <laughs> Uh, starter Citizen... Nope, I only have starter Citizen. I don't have any squadron. Squadron just doesn't like me. Um, features, characters, and weapons. Uh, with the new active movement synchronization enabled for PTU and now live, July saw the team focus on fixing issues specifically with ex- Extrapolation. There we go. Uh, exploration. Ex- extrapolation. When a local machine tries to predict what another player is doing. So basically your machine trying to assume where the other player is going to be so they can not wait for the next uh, ping to where they are. So that's a big part of how the new, um, or that is how the new uh, syncing works. So you see smooth movement, not just skipping around. It's not waiting for the server to tell them where the player is. Uh, Yeah, so X... extrapolation is necessary when the network latency prevents data from arriving regularly is what they said the team also continued to refine the algorithm over the will re- continue to refine the algorithm over the coming releases and are specifically looking at improving the handling of look input synchronization i imagine that's just looking around so they know so you can see what they're looking at more easily for the next patch so in 318 they're going to be trying to look at the look input I assume only assume that that is the uh, like looking around input so mouse inputs um, in July the team also started laying the groundwork for FPS devices early in the year oh I just didn't put it in basically we have uh, what is it? grenades and the mining devices um, those were kind of the groundwork for it now they want to expand it into other FPS devices so Uh, The first one that comes to my mind is Claymore's because they're just stupid useful. Uh, But they've also done, they've also, uh, way back when, uh, Ilphonic was still doing um, Star Marine, which, horror show. Anyway, uh, decoys, uh, placeable uh, barricades, um, and a couple of it they have in mind. They have a good, good list for FPS devices on their internal lists that they want to do. Um, and Claymores so, uh,
0: and we already like the laser trip mines are already in game. Give me.
1: Yeah. Placeable. Yeah. Make them placeable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep.
0: Give me satchel charges.
1: You know? Yeah. All, all
0: sorts of good stuff. You know, uh, pressure mines, you know, that, that they don't all have to be explosive camouflage with your
1: environment. Where, where's my electrical I mean, traps? Where's my razor wire? Uh,
0: fine. <laughs> but I just want to blow people up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh <clears throat> I would oh racer. No, water, but like a,
0: it an incapacitating device would be cool um
1: mm-hmm. Yeah I like the decoy idea or uh placeable shield or uh something like that Mhm mm-hmm. yeah what well, what are there, like devices you could use um Nope. okay right here Um early in the year the team Reported on the code-driven IK, this system has now been combined with the dynamic hand placement feature mentioned in last month. Together, this ensures the animation, animators have control over when to use hand placement or not, as well as tweaking some of its settings directly in individual assets. This has allowed the Maya side interface of the new IK system to mature further with several quality of life improvements. Yay, more IK. Give more IK. IK is stands for inverse kinematics. Basically, when the world dictates where your animation goes, so um, a probably a really popular one you see is when a character is like shimmying through a a, a a tight crevice. This is like in a lot of tech demos, and they'll they'll put the hands on the wall dynamically. That's IK, or. Um, I think they want to do it also for buttons so your character can reach over and hit the buttons without them having to do a brisk book animation for each single button. So They'll just say, place your hand there, and it will go and touch it because the world knows where that button is. It just needs to use the bones in the arm or the animation in the arm. Just put it there. Done. So, I love IK because it lets you do complex animations and detailed animations without having to author millions of animations on top of the Thousands uh, we already have.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Look at that. Them being efficient. It's almost <laughs> like that's what most of the last ten years' of development is. Is how do we get all these things done so we can do these things systemically across? How do we make massive, things we, we can make things fast? Game. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, now to you with feature gameplay.
0: The gameplay feature team, PU gameplay feature team. Uh, continue to develop life support and engineering gameplay. Oh boy, that's going to be so much fun. I'm really, really interested in this. This included work on the MISC hull A as it's the first ship with interactable relay points that control resource distribution. The whole A.
1: How interesting. interesting. I wonder if it's because it's the newest ship. Yeah. Um, or it was the newest the... ship when they started, I guess. Yeah. Um.
0: I wonder what the process will be in order to go back and add all that.
1: So the the carrick has empty slots for it. But like they said on the hammerhead, some art will have to be assigned to shift stuff around to actually put these into the ships. Mm. So this will be included in that gold pass update that all ships will need
0: we were talking about this in, I think it was the info discord. And with this being in game with certain ships, you know, or or limited ships at first Mm -hmm. for them to test it and everything as they roll it out to more and more ships, will those ships have be at an advantage during multi-crew? Will they be at a disadvantage, you know, versus ships that don't have these things? I hope it's an yeah, advantage. It's going to be interesting.
1: Specifically, yeah. well, one, for testing, two, because it's supposed to give you more stuff to do on your ship, especially when stuff goes awry. Um, mm-hmm. Even though they are supposed to degrade and misfire, but that's supposed to be like after hours and hours and hours of, of ship use. Um, but when being attacked, and let's say you're firing your weapons, your shield's getting a whole bunch of impact, you should blow a fuse, not blow up. Mm-hmm. Um, assuming the NPC or player can actually think long enough to say, hey, maybe I just disable them. Um, NPCs will probably have a lot easier time doing that. But anyway, um, you should blow a fuse and be able to go and replace the fuse instead of waking up in a hospital. So...
0: The whole A is also a weird choice in that it is a
1: single seat ship.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Very much so. It's... I. I I would I would venture a guess just because it's super simple, it's super new, mm-hmm. um, and they have so it's small, so it's easier to yeah you
0: know, do this on a small scale first and then expand.
1: Yeah, and the fact <clears throat> that they say the first interactable one, um, we so the relays have been in since like three sixteen or something, mm-hmm. um, when we got the new power management system the interactable ones are the ones that you can you know, blow up and have to replace the uh, the fuses or interact with them to repair them in some way. So yeah. it's just the first sort of that. So it'll be
0: I'm, I'm really looking forward to the next ISC on this stuff because mm-hmm. when uh, was it Johnny Desivius, right? Is that what his name is? The guy who did the Hammerhead demo for all of this? I think so yeah i'm pretty sure that was him um that was a really cool demo and so Mm. i'm really looking forward to seeing because that was in 2020 that was two years ago because it was fall 2020 i think um and so i'm really looking forward to seeing an update on this and if they're this far along i imagine it it wouldn't be surprised if we got an isc update on it for this quarter yeah so let's see um so, yeah, we'll just read that again. The features team continued to develop life support and engineering gameplay. This included work on the mystical A, as it's the first ship with the, with interactable relay points that control resource distribution. Resource being power, um, fuel... Um, mm, I don't remember what else Oxygen. was in there, but...
1: Oxygen CO2? Yeah.
0: Atmosphere. Yeah. Um...
1: So it's, it's the getting a full kit and caboodle.
0: Mm-hmm. The power plant and fuel tanks now power the system using the new tech, and UI work was extended to allow players to control the temperature per room. Hole scraping is progressing well, with the team focusing on creating the commodity boxes and repair ammunition at the dedicated filler station in the Reclaimer and the Vulture. Cool. Nice. Looking forward to seeing that. Um... Squadron 42 gameplay feature. Gameplay features focus on support and bug fixing throughout July, specifically looking into performance and polishing recently worked on features. New functionality was also added to player choice. This feature now utilizes the same setup used for conversations and allows design to change whether the text is uh, is camera-facing along with its
1: size and offset. Hmm. I love how that's all the gameplay feature. Yeah. We did some bug fixing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Working on. But I mean, if if that's what gameplay features is working on, on Squadron 42, it's primarily bug fixing Mm -hmm. and polish. That's a good sign.
1: It's a very good sign. Yeah. Yeah. We've heard heard the most work from uh, level art and cinematic, but all Mm -hmm. the like core, like core tech. Uh, gameplay features that all seem to be like yeah we're like bug fixing and supporting other guys but uh and eh, we're done I guess
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah not a whole, I I like seeing the squadron like imagine in a world two years later we won't have a monthly report for squadron <laughs> well we will will be for part two. I don't think they'll spin it up that fast. I don't think within the year th- of it releasing, will we get updates for squadron episode two?
0: I think episode two will start production before episode one even releases.
1: I do think that I agree. I agree. I just don't think we'll get monthly reports on it. Within the year, first year of squadron being out.
0: If they're working on it, we're going to hear about it in monthly reports. I guarantee it. All
2: right.
1: We shall see. see. All right. So now graphics, VFX, programming, and planet tech. The second worst best eh, uh,
0: team. It's interesting how they lumped in planet tech with that, but it kind of makes sense because it is a uh, very technical.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's, that's kind of weird. Anyway. July. So the implementation of a dynamic bit set data structure. Um, I, where did the video go? I thought I had put it in video here. Um, basically a bit set is a, uh, oh, I put it here. Okay. Let me f- finish the sentence. Bit set data structure, which replaces the T joint bit set, as well as the investigation and testing of offline damage maps with persistence. A bit array, also known as a bit set, is an array data structure that uh, compactly stores bits. It can also be used to implement a simple data set structure. A bit array is effective at exploring or exploiting bit level parallelism in hardware to perform operations quickly. And then I do have an, a video that I watched in the show notes. Um, and it says the team also worked on separating CPU and GPU implementation ensuring showing the results in the damage maps are the same. So the damage maps, they're they are testing to see if they can run damage offline. That way, less stuff being put over the servers. Uh, less, uh, what's it called? Uh, they don't have to pay as much for servers because less data. Um so, hopefully, uh, the CPU and GPU can switch off or share whatever they need to do. But hopefully, they can be run on RPCs, which means the bare c- computer we have, better the game runs, that's always better. Um, and not over the, over the network. Um, the team finished porting Gas Cloud Tech to Gen 12 and fixing several issues. Work began on Vulkan Scaleforming. Um, I don't remember what scale forming is, but anyway. Vulcan skill form functionality and particle mesh rendering in Gen 12. Yay, they're starting to work on Vulcan. That's a very good sign. Gen 12 me must be really close to being done if they're starting to work on Vulcan. Because as I said, on last year, I believe it was. Last year, or year before. Yeah. Okay. Um mm-hmm. First Gen 12, then Vulcan implementation. And Vulcan comes with a whole bunch of really nice things for for performance and further features as in VR and ray tracing support. So, and not just ray tracing for reflections because that's in in my opinion the worst implementation so far of ray tracing is reflections just because somebody or the most or the largest majority of implementations is so heavy-handed with putting it in uh, rain is not glass, and I feel like somebody should tell the industry that rain is not glass. Anyway, some better uses of it is um, ambient inclusion, really good, really good. Um, but also sound propagation is one they want to look into using it to propagate sound. So they have lots of things they can use ray tracing for, and the way the industry's going, we'll have some pretty good cards in the near future to do the ray tracing, whatever that is included in. So, and it seems like it's gonna stick around for a while, so we'll get better and better cards to do more and more ray tracing. So they might be able to eventually split up and use ray tracing for multiple systems, which would be really nice. Uh canvas decal texture streaming was sped up and image testing now yeah, and image testing now waits for it to complete. Uh, support for silhouette on Enter entity objects was added, alongside improvements to render item sorting to make it consistent at different runs. Um, hair color, hmm. I'm not ranting about uh, the new hair tech. This is what that is. Okay. And specular improvements was finished with for the hair shader. Uh, there were also updates to tessellation and displacement for the organic shader. Uh, for jump points the team focused on branching tunnels, tunnels, which include included fixing solutions where the connecting segments self intersected or self- intersect. So that's that's a very dense little little bit of little paragraph there. hair updates for the shader, not for what we have because we don't have the shader yet um, organic updates and uh, jump point updates. Uh, the plant tech team, uh, made improvements to the world and biome builder by moving mesh building to background jobs, sub- substantially reducing shutter in editor, uh, or yeah, period, sub- substantially reducing shutter in editor. There were also fixes for mismatching physics meshes on servers, as well as a, a refactor of procedural entities, which improved planet load time loading times. Uh, four point Bazeer curve were also added, I don't know how to say that word, uh, to river generation alongside general improvements to the river placement tool, which we'll be getting in 318, which we talked about. Uh, and for those wondering what on earth that weird curve word was, um, let's see if I can do this without screwing all the stuff up, uh, that one. This is what they were talking about. This mess of math. Um not uh, not a darn clue what it is, but I'm sure somebody does, so this mathematical um equation to I guess calculate a curve. Hopefully better rivers because of it. I I don't know. Uh, there's so much more um taking too long to 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 the Yep, the recording just crashed. Thanks, OBS. Um, I'm going to have to pull it from from Twitch again. Um, So I assume you can look it up and find more. I'm probably going to try, but forget to. Anyway, it's B-E-Z-I-E-R, Curve. Um, So if you want to look that up, you can do that. Uh, There we go. So let's see, where are we at? Uh, And then collision detection was added to Rastar, the building placement tool, and later the RTS tool, uh, to prevent modules from being placed when they overlap with geometry. Super cool. And that is GFX, uh, GFX, VFX, where am I going? Yeah. Graphics, VFX, so GFX, VFX, programming, and Plant Tech. Back to you for... Feature, feature vehicles. Yeah, there you go.
0: Yep. Uh, so <clears throat> the Squadron 42 vehicle feature team started designing the new multifunction displays alongside the core engineering technology work in the background. New MFDs. New MFDs. Cool. Yeah, they've been working the on that for a while. The design side is... Yeah. The design side is mostly complete with the focus now on the prototypes. Really interesting to see these. I'm wondering what the big difference is going to be. The The team also spent time integrating the new resource network that will deliver more interesting and varied engineering gameplay. So they're working on it alongside the gameplay feature, right? Gameplay feature? No. Yes. Yeah, the... So the PU gameplay feature team and the Squadron 42 vehicle uh, feature team are both working on engineering gameplay Um, that will deliver more interesting and varied engineering gameplay. This will also increase performance as items are used much more efficiently. So that's the biggest part of, you know, having an engineer or engaging in engineering gameplay is that your ship will perform better if you do so, versus just leaving it at default. There is a reason you're going to want to have somebody in your engine room or managing your engineering console. It isn't just for for grins. Uh, Quantum Boost was fully integrated into Squadron 42 and handed over to the designers to enable them um, to feedback on further level design requirements. Quantum Boost is now in Squadron 42 p-u-n-c-i-g finally on the tech side the team continued to support persistent streaming with a transit refactor alongside bug fixing what server meshing isn't in squadron 42 Uh, pieces of server meshing are in squadron 42 pieces of persistent entity streaming are in squadron 42. The games use the same code. It all works the same. It's just, it's There's no mesh. your computer talking to a server over here and a mesh of servers over here. It's just talking to itself.
1: There's just no mesh. Yeah. It's just a server. Yeah. Everything it's, else is there. There's it, just no mesh, no background servers.
0: Yeah. It just, it's not talking to something else over a network. It's talking to, you know, there are two little people inside your computer and they are talking to each other instead of one person inside your computer and another one in another computer far away. That's how it works. Uh, Missiles received a complete flight retune after some bug fixing highlighted problems with the way the missiles were set up. Thank you. Cause missiles are garbage. Uh, now focus is on the intercept portion of flight and controlling accelerations rather than allowing them to be controlled as dynamically as they were before. Hmm. Okay. So they're they're adjusting the different phases of the flight of the missiles as well. <clears throat> Pardon me, I shouldn't have cleared my throat into the mic. Uh, the team also began balancing what speeds and tunings are required for the new master modes feature. The team also began balancing what speeds and tunings are required for the new master modes feature, ensuring they get the combat speeds right under normal thrust and boost so combat starts to move in the intended direction. Huh? I don't know what that is. (laughs) What are the master modes?
1: Oh. Why are they not operator modes? I don't know.
0: Yeah, no idea.
1: I imagine they're just a I, d- different am, name for operator modes. I imagine that
0: is something we'll be hearing about soon or not. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or it's just um, a thing the, that they uh, forget to remember to tell us.
0: Yeah. If, it, if it's just the, they change the name of operator modes to master modes. And then that, that'll be frustrating uh, to help with the future ship balance and the introduction of the resource network. The team created a master tuning document that will not only act as a reference point for future ship designs, but allow them to set out the requirements of the recourse network balance once it's handed to design. Nice. Cool. So they're already working on this, you know, getting everything ready for adding it for more ships and balancing it as they add it in. Um, Spreadsheets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Spreadsheets. Uh, back to you for Gameplay Story. I
1: finally get to do a Squadron 1! <laughs> it's the only Squadron this time. Uh, gameplay Story received a fresh delivery of motion capture in early July, which allowed them to make great strides in several different areas, including creating a whole new scene in Chapter 1 and updating the start of another. They also made... Yeah, they also make a significant update to scenes in Chapter 4G. I don't know if that G is supposed to be there. Uh, Overhaul a scene in Chapter 4. Maybe it is. And further polished scenes in Chapter 4. The sentences don't run together. Anyway, maintenance was also performed across various uh, scenes in several different chapters. The team also looked at the later chapters and began prototyping two new scenes in Chapter 10 and made some minor updates to Chapter 12. That middle paragraph does not run well at all. And no, that G is supposed to be there because I just shaded the entire segment. I didn't make my own notes. I didn't put (laughs) chapter 4G. I don't know what chapter 4G is, but it's a thing. They could have just said the updated synoka update to a, to update to a scene, overhaul the scene, and further polish the scenes in chapter four. The gameplay story team. Um uh, please proofread your paragraphs. Um that's it for story. Uh, gameplay story anyway. Uh, back to you for lighting.
0: Alrighty. for Lighting. Last month, Lighting's primary task was making headway into their backlog of tech and dev debt. This is a list of tasks or bugs that have built up that they either didn't have the time to work on or weren't high enough priority to tackle immediately. For the most part, this work entailed minor polish notes for Orison and fixing minor bugs across other locations. They then moved on to supporting the uh, the new Sand Cave location archetype Compared to Rocky Caves, Sand Caves featured more natural dappled light filtering in from the surface above to create a more different mood and atmosphere. They also completed a lighting pass on the upcoming Origin 600i and Crusader Mercury derelict crash sites, integrating the nearby settlements into the landscape and stripping out the lighting from the ships. Lastly, they worked on a full lighting pass of the upcoming racing circuit being added to the Orison Convention Hall. I hope that these circuits are all the convention halls and they're different. I want each one to be different.
1: Um, but yeah,
0: that's it for lighting.
1: It must, it must be so weird giving the lighting team, hey, I know you guys work really hard on, on our ships. Um, we want you to break them. Rip out all the lights. All that works. delete it it uh, must be terrible okay so narrative uh, okay so I don't have my own notes for this one and it's kind of a long one All right. over the past month narrative tackled tasks ranging from mission content to lore on the mission front the team generated text for the latest reclaimer mission as well as a ver- as well as variety of new delivery missions while working with design uh, design teams in Montreal and the UK July continued several other ongoing conversations into the development of new mission types, one of which presents a unique fusion of narrative and design. So the team began figuring out how much content would be necessary to incorporate it into the game and whether it would be scalable to provide enough variety to keep it interesting. Uh, The team met with the environment design or environment and design teams to talk over pyro shops and overall economy to help differentiate it, differentiate the player experience from Stanton. To help support this, the team continued to work through the mocap data for the frontier vendor captured at the end of June to get into the pipeline. Uh, Two new narrative designers recently joined the team. Aha, look, more people. Narrative designers. I wonder I wonder if there's actually more than just three. Anyway. Two narrative designers recently joined the team uh, who have initially been tasked to other teams to set up to to learn to set up this to learn the setup and software there we go I can get through these uh, these roles will ultimately provide narrative support and technical areas of design setup and voice packs to make the characters and locations feel closer to the intended vision and tone that's what I like to see narrative like I guess narrative designers are the like applied narrative nice I wonder now now I want now I want to know if there's any more narrative people narrative designers uh, meetings were also held with the new in-game branding team in Montreal uh, to review the various in-game corporations and manufacturers to standardize their looks, themes, and colors. Since no, since so much of our marketing exists as in-fiction con- in content, this will establish a consistent tone and voice for the companies where they are appearing in-game or out. Such as Shubin. Shubin makes posts on the comlink. Uh, they also published another edition of Shubin's employee newsletter, Mining Rocks, a portfolio, also a portfolio on Ninetales, uh, and an original untold tales about shocking discovery in Seoul. And another batch of Galactopedia entries, which I'm like a thousand behind on. But yes, lots and lots of narrative, because as, um... As was said, I think Paul said it first. Narrative influence or narrative did detect, detect, directs gameplay, something like that. Narrative is gameplay, basically. Basically what it is. And the entire the entire game, the entire COG runs on narrative, basically. Nothing happens without narrative. Um oh geez, I'm not done. That was just squad that was just Star Citizen. There's three more paragraphs, four more paragraphs. In squadron news, narrative. During July, narrative focused on completing first-pass scripting and recording sketch dialogue for a large section of one of Squadron 42's middle chapters. Design refined the gameplay in the section so narrative frequently played through these areas, updated updated enemy encounters, puzzles, stealth, and navigation challenges. Uh, quote from the narrative team, it's very important to make sure the player Always, yeah, the player always understands what their current goals are and what their next step should be. To that end, the writers have been working to balance dialogue hints to ensure that the players who need a bit more guidance will be able to get it without spoiling the fun or challenge of a given area. The narrative team. That is such a nice sentiment. If only the Cersei had that. Oh, man. The mission team just, like, you set the mission and you just left with that. I, again, can't wait to play Squadron. Um, Additionally, as gameplay mechanics were iterated on and polished, the Nera team adjusted the script to ensure lines referencing those mechanics matched how the gameplay worked. For example, recent improvements to radar and scanning scanning systems allowed them to streamline some of the terminologies or terminology used by characters in-game. Sweet. Uh, The team also worked... Looked to expand the use of dynamic conversation systems, that kind of conversation system, to enhance the background and enemy NPCs that players will come across. While important key conversations are specifically planned for the player to encounter, there are some areas where the player's freedom to explore has highlighted the need for additional content to bring it to life, rather than relying on the additional. Bespoke lines. The team is investing using dynamic conversations to allow uh, for much broader range of content to fill space, or to fill the space. Nice keys. I hope that goes well. <laughs> I can't wait to play Squadron. Me too. All right. So back to you for <clears throat> tech animation. Why is that so? The why is tech... it not next to animation?
0: Hmm. <sighs> that is odd. The tech animation team continue to invest time into the tools code base. Years of development and quick fixes are being triaged, consolidated and revamped to fully conform to their coding standards and modularize. I'm pretty sure they made that word up the code base to be more accessible to the technical animators. This will expedite the creation of tools and the pipeline that rely on core processes. Sure. Well, nope. Not, not sure what any part. of that means. <laughs> not made up. Uh, alongside. Mm, I'm pretty sure they added that to Webster.
1: It's... Is that Webster? I'm
0: kidding. I'm totally kidding. I know. Uh, alongside this, they're currently developing and integrating several new tool chains CGA and skin loading in Maya, RBF solver development, and SSD and Alembic animation pipeline support. Their future development roadmap is also in planning. Back to you for online services,
1: Montreal. Montreal! Love those guys, most because we see most of the work or all the work they do. It is is a player facing team, teams. So, yes, online services Montreal. The online service team worked on performance improvements to the Entity Graph service in July. Entity Graph is what we're going to be using to access everything that changes state in services, mostly inventory. Pretty big um, thing to get optimizations on unlocking substantial performance gains. That is a word they do not use lightly. In some cases, double digit percentage. Dang, this is why we don't have iCache. This is the thing that came in its place. And entity graphs are actually a newer thing to the entire game industry. Like they used everything used to be run Excel, everything. Like, you hear in every single, like, game, like, we're using Excel for this, that, and the other thing. Graph using is a newer kind of concept. And I'm glad that it was picked up by Star Citizen. I'm super excited that we get to actually get server meshing and persistent entity streaming because we are now on this graph system
0: super cool graph systems have been around for over a decade oh yeah but they're very new to game they're very new to gaming mm-hmm. just because no one games haven't needed these systems yeah they did it, not it like they weren't as big wasn't they
1: weren't as complex yeah. and they weren't as fast
0: yeah we didn't need these things because they weren't relevant to the games that were being made mm-hmm. star star citizen it's relevant to you know it being made so now we're that's why we don't have iCache That's why they went to a graph system
1: yeah because i was yeah. too slow and this thing Double-digit percentage increase on in what they already had. Dang, man, mm-hmm. I want, I want Montreal to talk about that. I want them to talk yeah. about that line. I, I wish I could just like, okay, tell me what you did. <laughs> just sit there. They, they do need to get
0: do a focus on on PES, you know, a bit on it, just so people understand why it's so important and what it allows and what is, what it is changing, you know, because. It, with PES, you know, there's so much stuff that it, it, it's going to be, the information is going to come to the client and, and back and forth so much more efficiently. And you're not, there's so much stuff that you're not loading onto every dedicated game server now, you know, they're not just going to be overloaded with all this You know stuff that has to be stored on there every time you spin up a new server. Um, so the servers will spin up, you know, far more quickly. Um, yeah. The, it should be a pretty substantial difference.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I, like I said, I will be jumping on 318 PTU the second I can. Like it has all the things. It has the PES. It has cargo. Potentially the Corsair and Hull C, mostly the Hull C, but both. Like it has salvage. It has the uh, Vulture. There's just so much that I'm looking forward to in 3.18 over 3.17. There's so much I'm looking forward to. Like, the culmination of at least, like, five years of waiting for stuff for me is in 3.18. And I will be a very happy uh, citizen when I get to play it. Uh, The team also completed the new Kronos service. Not the system, because there is a star system called Kronos. Not that. Which offers a program program that's not a word programistic program mix, programistic API for <laughs> distributing timers and alarms. Oh, cronizing time. Okay. Uh, for example, the expiry of rent. Yeah, expiry of rental entitlements. Could, could you guys use human words? Expiry. Expiry of
0: So when you rent something? Yeah.
1: They could just When is it? For example, yeah. for rental timers, just say for what re- rental timers? <laughs> just... Programmistic expiry, come on. The engine team gets to do it. The tech animation team gets to do it. Don't you do it too? <laughs> um, where are we at here? Curb thine enthusiasm for large words <laughs> that, that we don't use. Uh, uh, da, da, da. Okay. Lastly, the team also no, the team completed the first refactor of the new inventory management system. First refactor, which is needed for persistent streaming. This is currently in, in the internal testing. They have a test. Mm, very close then. Uh, well, I mean, it's three eighteen. So okay. Uh, the actor feature team and effect. Wait, internal test with the actor feature team and affects almost all inventories in, in get almost all, mm. though invisible to the player. I just hope it's so much faster and give me move all button or give me right click move. Just give me the QOLS that this can provide. Yeah,
0: there's. Well, there's things that, you know, hey, we haven't done this yet because they're refactoring it for PES, you know, and so you're going to have to wait for it. Well, PES is coming in, three factors are being done, then they can add these additional features into the inventory system. But most importantly, it's going to be faster and
1: more reliable. I I go back up to that first double digit performance gains, substantial Mm -hmm. performance gains that is. mm, mm, 318 and beyond is going to be such a cool experience. So, back to you for Live Tools Montreal. Uh
0: let's see. So, Live Tools Montreal. The Live Tools team Implemented a new way to log into Hex 3.0's Network Operations Center and manage the different roles and permissions because usability of that tool is crucial. A survey is currently open amongst its frequent users. The team has analyzed the feedback collected so far and is working on different solutions to improve the Network Operations Center's design and usability. Back to you for Web Platform.
1: Hey, I pre-read this first one. I have no idea what it means. Uh, Turbulent web platform. Last month, Turbulent web platform team worked on cleanup of the MISC and Crusader skins in the CSM tool, making integration cleaner. They then designed a wireframe page to better communicate page status. I... What MISC and Crusader skins? Like ship skins or website skins? And what are website skins? I don't know. I'm not. Like, I would understand if they were the like AIE and Invictus skins, but I don't know what the Misk and Crusader skins are. Unless they're literally chip skins. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Uh, in the pledge short, the team worked on creating cleaner disclaimers around the Warbon SKU's.
0: What is the CMS tool?
1: Uh, CMS is a coding thing. Copy. What is the CMS? 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 That is not what I'm looking for. Web. Something. Content management system. Content management system. Hmm. Cleaned up the MISC. And Crusader skins in the content manager system tool. Was there something wrong with them?
0: I have no idea. Okay.
1: Got it. Great. Well, uh, Concepts, standalone, and yeah. buyback rules relating to discounts. Yay. Better disclaimer is if you don't know, you're not going to read it. And if you do know, you already know. Right so, yay. More legal protection. Uh, the community team continue to work on the new feature for the com- on continue to work to continue to work on new features. Uh, for the community hub, adding moderation and the and an honor system in July. Interesting. Finally for Turbulent, the backend infrastructure team upgraded HP or PHP, uh, making the back end more efficient and organized and adhering to new or to code standards. Back to you for UI.
0: All righty. <clears throat> Pardon me. For Star Citizen UI, last month, the UI team continued development of the new star map. Yay. <laughs> Improving labeling and concepting how to display space clouds in a way that looks great and performs well. Bugs were also fixed for the Siege of Orison update, and adjustments were made to the loadout systems in support of persistent streaming. Um, so the, um, I initially had concerns about the star map and all that because it's being you know the on the progress tracker it just says Squadron Forty Two UI, but in the monthly report it has um, two UI, you know, it has Star Citizen and Squadron Forty Two, and so um, it would seem that it's being worked on for both, you know, concurrently. It isn't a squadron forty two then getting ported over to the PU. So I'm I'm very hopeful that we will see this sooner rather than later. So I'm I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for three eighteen, come on. But at the same time, yeah. Where is I mean, it on the progress like... are currently? Um but yeah, they're you know, this oh, yeah, is as of July. Yeah, I think it's I think it's it's very possible and if not somewhat probable, you know, they're they're talking about how to show gas show space clouds on the star map, you know. Um, so I, I think there's a good chance that the other things are done, that everything else that, the, you know, it's far enough along as of July that we could see it, you know, with 318 in two months. You know three months however long it ends up being um bugs were also fixed for the siege of orison update and or adjustments were made to the loadout systems in support of persistent streaming squadron 42 ui the artists then worked with the game designers to create concepts for several interactive ui screens found around the game the team also worked on new doors and airlocks specifically for squadron 42 building them to look right in various UI styles and setting them up to support a variety of gameplay scenarios. Next. That is it for UI.
1: Back to you for VFX. Uh, Ah, the last team. Visual Effects! July saw the VFX team collaborating with the Art and Lighting teams on modular sand, caves. Oh, modular sand Cave locations. With these modules being used by design to lay out the cave's interiors, VFX artists needed to be creative in how they placed their effects to cut down on repetition. Finally, VFX, VFX concept kickstarted pre-production on the Quantum Travel Experience, again, this is like the fifth time we've had VFX work on Quantum Travel. <laughs> and mm-hmm. General Quantum Travel Visual Overhaul, this is like the third overhaul we've had <laughs> of the VFX. But every time it gets so much better, so I look forward to seeing what they come up with. On the Squadron side, throughout July, the VFX team continued work to work closely with the art and design, supporting uh, visual effects requirements for their Q3 milestone. They also spent time cleaning up and documenting one of the most crucial pipelines, rigid body destruction. Now, is that the aforementioned visual rigid body destruction? As in deforming rigid bodies? I don't know. Doesn't say. The majority of Squadron 42 destruction sequences are created in Houdini, then exported into the engine. The visual requirements of the sequences determines Determine the way it's explored with two file formats available. CGA, which we've been talking about in all of the stupid things that we have no idea. It's, apparently, it has to do with damage and um, rigid body uh, file extensions. For anime geometry, transform, uh, e.g. building building pieces breaking apart. Um, and Elmnek? El-Elbic? Limp? Elm? alembic sure. For animated geometry deformation, e.g., bending metal. So it's important that the pipeline is robust enough to handle the varying complexities of the destruction sequences without slowing down or slowing the artists down. Cool. Not much there, but cool. And that's that's VFX. That's that's nothing that important.
2: Oh, boy.
1: It's all I been we did it. Yeah, we got just over 3 hours. Uh, and the uh, stream has been so much more stable after the after the, the hiccup. All right. So, as far as news goes, um next week we will have a show. Just we'll have half the people here. Wow. Hopefully I get the guest I want to get cuz I think you'll be excited even if even you not being here, I think you'd get excited if if I can get them to come. Um. yes next week i don't even know what we we'll talk about next week it, it kind of depends who we get to come uh we might just do like we did for uh last time that uh tree had some uh prior obligations might just do like hey what do you think of star citizen today just kind of just <laughs> talk because we could uh i can i can and a lot of people i know could just go off on about star citizen just continue just talking about anything
0: well and there's always news in star citizen there's always something to talk about from you know that week or the week before So,
1: mm-hmm. yep all right um as far as channels news uh we got tree he's gonna be streaming soon so we'll go head over there to his uh twitch follow him over there um as far as my channels um Every other um, Sunday, so this Sunday and every other Sunday, uh, we're going to be doing some streams. And the Space industry stream that was Sunday is now on Saturday. So be sure you now know that for the schedule change. And I believe that's it. I'm desperately trying to find time to actually make videos. So eventually, I want to be able to summarize the month report in a m- much less thorough way, but a quickest possible way. So that a... Roadmap Read, um, ISCU stuff, that kind of stuff is going up, uh, will be hopefully going up soon on the YouTubes. Um, I don't know of any like specific theme I could pick for what I cover for Star Citizen. Like, other people have, let's say, lore or weapons or whatnot. Um, I don't really have anything. I just kind of generally cover everything. So that's what we're going with. Um, and as far as other videos that I want to put up on the um, the YouTube Space New Year's and Minecraft spotlights mod spotlights are coming soon. Also, I am working on my own mod pack for uh, Minecraft, so that kind of information will also be coming onto the uh, the channel soon-ish. And that is, I think, <laughs> all the news we have. I mean, de- developing a mod pack is tantamount to developing a game. Almost, it's rough. Uh the only difference is instead of doing the actual programming, you're just kind of like slotting other people's programming into the thing, which is yeah, you know, half of game design anyway, or game development. If you're doing free game development, if you're doing studio game development, it's just making other people do the code so you can implement it. The game fine. Alright, is that <laughs> is that all the news? I think that's all the news. Um 317's out, go I play it. Know. Um Yeah. Let's let's flip over the end screen. Thank you everyone for coming. Um We had lots of people in both chats, both YouTube and Twitch. Uh, So thank you everyone for coming and chatting. And thank you to those who didn't end up chatting. Those who just kind of are here for uh, the show. Um, And thank you to all the viewers both on YouTube and all the listeners on uh, the podcast forums, wherever they may be. I always forget where all this goes and maybe I'll work on more places. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, thank you for being here. I hope this was at least informational, and at best entertaining, and uh, we will see you all later. Have a good night. And as always, be kind.